It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Buckinghamshire family still coming to terms with losing terrorist son. Luton murder victim didn't know he was to become a father and cyber attack against Talk Talk. BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wycombe family of a young man who became a terrorist in Somalia say they still don't know how he was radicalised. The story of Thomas Evans, who converted to Islam at the age of 19 and then died fighting for Al-Shabaab, was told on Channel 4 last night. His brother Michael says they're still struggling to understand understand we don't really know do we it's it's just a, a a network of i think a few people all doing a small part each but it's hard because obviously you're it's always in the back of your mind you know what he became and you know what he was responsible for so in a way it kind of tarnishes your memories of him a court has been told that a 20-year-old man who was stabbed to death in Luton didn't know he was going to become a father. Jordan Maguire was killed by Jason Nelson, who is starting a life sentence for his murder in 2013. Nelson was extradited back to the UK from Trinidad to face trial and will serve a minimum of 27 years. The judge at Luton Crown Court said Jordan Maguire, who'd been dealing cannabis on the Marsh Farm estate, may have turned his life around had he known his girlfriend was pregnant. More than 400 young people in the three counties were caught without a TV licence in the past year. TV licensing say that the majority of people under 25 believe they are unlikely to get found out. Police are investigating a cyber attack on the Talk Talk website. The company says the personal details of all of its 4 million UK customers could have been accessed. More from Keith Doyle. While the full extent of the attack is still being assessed, TalkTalk says information, including customers' names, addresses, phone numbers and bank and credit card details may have been accessed. The Metropolitan Police Cybercrime Unit has launched a criminal investigation. TalkTalk says its website is now secure, but it is in the process of emailing all of its 4 million customers, advising them to change passwords and keep a close eye on their accounts. It is also advising customers to be alert to scam calls and emails claiming to be from the company. David Cameron has taken the Chinese president for fish and chips and a pint at the Buckinghamshire pub, closest to his country retreat checkers. The two leaders were at the plough at Cadston near Princess Risbury yesterday evening. Today the president will end his state visit to the UK with a trip to Manchester Airport where a new route to China is being announced. The high street fashion chains Monsoon and Accessorise top a list of more than 100 firms named by the government for failing to pay the minimum wage. They've had to pay staff more than £100,000. Luton-based Vauxhall is considering a recall of around 200,000 Zafira models after reports of dozens of the cars catching fire. The problem featured on last night's BBC Watchdog programme is thought to be linked to the heating and ventilation system. In sport, Pakistan will resume this morning on 282 for four on day two of the second test against England in Dubai. Play starts at seven o'clock our time. The Weather cloudy with some sunny spells, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Excellent stuff indeed. Excellent stuff indeed. Ah, here's one. Here's one. Uh, Catherine, we're talking this morning, by the way. Oh, hang on. Kelly? Okay, great start to the show. So, this morning, ugly pop stars, okay? Because I've been, I, I, it's been on my mind a long time. I've been really umming and ahhing about this guy. And then today I went, no, he's butters. Uh, Ed, <laughs> and I know what it means now. <laughs> ah! Word with you off air. Ed Sheeran. He's ugly. He's ugly. And we shouldn't judge people by um, his looks. He's a, he's a multi-millionaire. He's just plain, isn't he? No, 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 no. He's not. You think he's plain because he's got uh, because of the clothes. Right. He wears really nice clothes, and that negates the, this, the hideousness. 
of the fact. Listen, I'm not. I'm not a good-looking fella. I'm not. You know. It's, it's a, so. Um, and I just thought of another one. Art Garfunkel. Oh no, he's, he's not ugly. Okay. Hang on, no. I've got a picture of him somewhere. Where is it on the front of this album? He'd be quite a pretty boy. Wait, can I see? You can only see, you can't see his mouth. No, oh. he's got a regular face, I think. Regular? Yeah. What do you mean regular? That's what you look for, sym- symmetry. No, he's he's an ugly fella. Oh three four five nine four double five five no. double. Yes. None of these people are Shane S- McGowan. S- well, well, now technically, I wouldn't call McGowan. Um, Simon, do you want to contribute any names to this? Um... <laughs> I like it when you you can hang out all morning if you want. <laughs> Stick around in here. Oh, it's nothing against redheads, is it? This no, no, cheering no, thing. No, 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 no. no, no. Would we class Art Garfunkel as a redhead? No, he's blonde. Okay, this is getting very tense for some reason. It's a dirty what blonde. It? What is it? This is the rumour that I read online. Yeah, very dirty. <laughs> what, why, why the Art Garfunkelness, defensiveness? No, just, you know, he's, his wig slipped a bit, hasn't it? But, it does, um, he wears a wig. It's a wig now. But even when he didn't, it looked like his wig has been blown back. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. He may be an ugly man. But he's a blooming good singer.
I like to bust a fleas. I like to bust a fleas. Yeah, he's coming in next week, that fella. Yeah. Uh, yeah, him and the other one are coming in next week. We've not even started the show yet. Blimey, O'Reilly. There we go. Let me have a new. So, so far. Hang on a minute. Let me. Um, um, oh, yeah, this one. So far, ugly pop stars, okay? Um. And also, because of what's just happened to Catherine, what have you found inside either, either a book or a record? Catherine, tell the boys and girls, the ladles and jelly spoons, what you've just found inside a record. A squashed spider. A squashed spider. What have you found inside a book or a record and ugly pop stars? It's going to be one of them shows today. 03459 455555. Across beds, oh. hearts and bucks. This is mm. BBC right. Three mm. Counties Radio. What's that? I've only, I've only had four hours to... You know that thing, right? When you're driving back from somewhere you've never heard of, Totten. I can talk about the show now. Now that the tour's over, I'm allowed to talk about the fact that I've just done a live tour and shows all over the country. Not all over it. Idiot. I'd be, in, like, I'd be doing it in your house. Which I will do for cash. Um, so I can talk about it now. Uh, and I was driving back from Totten. I don't know. And it was, uh, it's an hour and 25 from Totten to my house, okay? Mm. And I knew I had to be up at 20 past four, uh, 26 past four. I was playing, uh, playing fast and loose with the times. And um, I left at 10.40, meaning I would have got back about midnight, meaning I would have had about four hours and 20 minutes in bed. Rock and roll. But the, the problem was, just as I was getting off the M3, if you put all the clues together now, you'll be able to work out exactly my home address. Um, the clues I've given you over the last three years. Um, as I was getting off the M3, it went down to one lane. Uh-oh. Roadworks. Uh-oh, panic. Traffic. No moving. No flipping moving. So basically, I've so had... So did you get through in the ambulance? Uh, well, no, I'm still there. Oh. Basically, I've, I've been in bed for three hours and 45 minutes, and I'm as high as a kite. It's funny. Sometimes it can hit you that way. You can actually be seem more alert, but you're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Luckily, my job isn't important, so it don't matter. Uh, now, on we, we, so this is quite important. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. This is quite important. The family of an Islamic extremist from High Wycombe is warning radicalisation could happen to anyone. Thomas Evans was killed fighting for the terror organisation Al Shabab, the group responsible for the Kenyan shopping mall attack. His mother and brother, Sally and Michael, say they mourn the man he was before. Catherine, tell us more about Thomas Evans, please. OK, well, Thomas Evans left school at 16 and was described as a normal boy. What happened was he split up with a long-term girlfriend and became depressed and found some sort of solace in religion. He converted to Islam, but was stopped from going to Kenya in 2011, although months later he managed to fly to Egypt. He told his mum he was going over there to study Arabic, but in 2012 the police arrived at her door and explained he'd gone missing. He never told us what he was doing beforehand, and the only the first we knew that he'd gone, that he'd gone missing was when the police came to see us in the August 2011. Sorry, no, 2012, um, to say that he'd been followed down through Sudan and Ethiopia and then they'd lost lost him and didn't know where he was. 
In fact, he'd arrived in Somalia to join the Islamist al-Shabaab fighters. He was 25 when he died in June this year. He'd been taking part in an attack on a military base in Kenya close to the Somali border. His mother and brother found out that he died when they saw his body in a post from the Kenyan authorities on Twitter. Uh, and there was a documentary, wasn't there, last night? Yeah, there, there was a documentary talking about the, the family's struggle to sort of come to terms with what happened. Thomas had kept in fairly regular contact with his mum and brother back home during his time in Somalia and Kenya. Um, Sally and Michael in last night's film were trying to unpick this decision to join one of the most infamous extremist groups in the world. In fact, Sally's been working with the government to understand how Thomas was radicalised. Before his death, she was quoted as saying she would rather have him locked up than out there killing people. When she gave evidence at the Home Affairs Select Committee after his death, she told them there was a massive failure in the authorities allowing him to travel abroad. And while there's been this huge push to reach out to Muslim families and women in particular, concerned about their sons, brothers, nephews... And, you know, the females as well, part of their family. There's no support out there for non-Muslim families of converts. Now, for Sally and her family, they say they had no idea to the extent of his radicalisation. And by the time they did, it was just much too late. Sally thinks that more people need to be aware of the signs and we shouldn't be complacent in thinking it can't happen to us. Sadly, I think it could happen to other families and I think we all need to be aware of it. It's not just a Muslim problem. It's everybody's problem. And I think we need to be aware of it. Uh, we'll speak to Thomas's brother, Michael, later on in the programme. 03459 455 555. They're coming in thick and fast. Scott on Twitter. Um, has, uh, when I, we were asking, what, what have you found in books or records? I used to um, um, hide... Uh, he, he's, he sent us a picture of a hollowed-out book and he would put his pocket money in there. I used to... Can I say this on the radio? When I was a teenage boy... Uh-oh. Well, I mean, can I say this? I need what did you hide in it? Uh, I need I need some uh, appropriate music. Hang on a second. Have you got need... the Benny Hill theme tune? Um, hang on, we got. There um, we go. This is this, oh, this, this gets appropriate music. Here we go. This gets, um, here we go. <clears throat> I'm worried. I'm worried that you're working up to this. Here we go. I'm doing what? You're, I'm working up to it. They're waking up to it. When I was a teenage boy, I had a double album by Jan and Dean. Jan and Dean's greatest hits. I may even have it in that record bag there. We'll have a look in a minute. And I used to hide in there adult literature, ladies and gentlemen. Adult literature. Very thin. Well, it was. They were. They were. They were, they were, they were, they were you stick on the mattress. That's what the normal place is. My mum would find. I do not want my mum to find my copy of uh, Razzle Dazzle or Escort under my mattress. It's classy. Although, of course. <laughs> one day I came in from school. All my records had been moved. <laughs> like your coconuts. That's why I used to buy those magazines. Oh three four five nine. Four double five, five double five. What have you found in books and records? Um, and uh, ugly pop stars, please. Is it physical things you found in books or pieces of knowledge? Oh, for crying out loud, well, you hippy dippy literature student! For you guys, men, yeah, that's us. Th- there was the record cover moment. For us women, it was that Judy Bloom book forever that got passed around. From older girl to younger girl. Oh, I'll tell you what, we can do that as well. What was the book that got passed around at school because yeah. of the mucky bits? What was the book? There was a bit in um, The Rats by James Herbert that got passed around a Page bit. Page number, please. Oh, uh, there was there was there were two different sections. The pages would always fall open on the right. Yeah, yeah. Part, oh, three, it's it's one of those. Oh, hang on a minute, Ricky's on the line. Morning, Rick. Good morning. Ian. What you got for us, boss? Yeah, ugly pop stars. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you a blast from the past. about Lemmy off Mount 
Oh, they don't come, and I'm sure he'd, he'd take this with the way it was intended, they don't come much uglier than Lemmy. But he would not be oh, like happy about you calling him a pop star. He's, he's a rock and roll, rock and roll star. A lot of the thing is, if you watch Top of the Pops, um, if you watch old Top of the Pops on BBC Four or whatever it is, right, mm. can't really show a lot of it now because all of those um, uh, DJs presenting on Top of the Pops have been arrested by Operation Utree. But all pop stars in the 70s, apart from Cassidy... Sorry? Osmond. No, Osmond was ugly. No, no Donny Osmond Osmonds, was beautiful. The Osmonds were ugly. No, but Donny was gorgeous. No, 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 no he wasn't. He was. Marie. Now there's a beautiful pop star, Marie no, Osmond. Donny I want to go and make sweet love to Marie Osmond you know, all the way in Salt Lake City. You know Marie was just Donny with a wig on, don't you? Oh, you're having a laugh, really. Is that yeah, what they do? So Ricky, they did all pop stars in the 70s, apart from Cassidy, yeah. were ugly. Yeah, they, yeah. They, well, they were, they were ugly dress, weren't they? As well, I didn't tell. The dress didn't tell. The dress made it uh, not very good. Their dresses made it not very good. He's absolutely spot was, on. They were filthy, and not in the good way. They were filthy because he had a bath once every two weeks. Oh, and that's to use outside lavvies and, and bits of toilet paper <sighs> and a bit of string. I don't think so. Oh, dear. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Building up on the A1 southbound from Selvage Lane towards the Watford Bypass and the Apex Corner, it's starting to look quite busy. Elsewhere, though, there's no major problems. In High Wycombe, there's roadworks on Marlow Hill at the junction for Dawes Hill Lane, so that could get busy later on this morning. And also on the A41 in Waddesdon on the High Street, there's temporary traffic lights at the junction for Baker Street, so expect some delays there too. On the M1, it's moving fine so far through the roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, where there's lane closed each way. And there's no reported problems so far on the trains this morning. Samantha Braff, BB Three Counties Radio. Yeah! <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. You tired, Kels? Not as tired as you. Yes, uh, where are we now? It's 6.17. It's Friday the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they still don't know how he was radicalised. A man is starting a life sentence for murdering Jordan Maguire on Luton's Marsh Farm estate. And David Cameron... Oh, this is the most made-up story ever. We were talking about this earlier on. Did you see David Cameron tweeted, just dropped into the local with uh, for a pint of ice? IPA and some chips with the president of China just dropped into the local. No, you didn't. That place has been swept for bugs months in advance and there was not one real human being in there. Everybody that was in there had guns and the Chinese probably had files of polonium in their pockets. Someone's going to die in three months that was in that boozer. Trouble is, they haven't got that many characters on Twitter to explain that. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit complicated, Terry isn't it? is eating cake. Mmm, I am. He's eating, let's face it, a lot of cake because we're having a cake sale for BBC Children in Need. We all made cake. And I'm eating it. Anyone can have a cake sale at home, school or work. Which means you could be chomping on chocolate cake, feasting on flapjacks or delighting in the present Mrs Wogan's lemon drizzle. So put on a cake sale and make some money for BBC Children in Need. For your free fundraising pack, go to bbc.co.uk forward slash putty. What a lot of fun. What a lot of fun.
Give us a shout. Music to make lunch too. Yeah, sausage sandwich. <laughs> what a sausage. What a sandwich. What a beautiful man. Yeah, you talk about ugly pops up. Let's just listen. Let's just listen. It's a bit of spider on that. You talk about your ugly pop stars, uh, Justin. They don't come much more... Uh, oh, Justin, was there. I do apologise. Talk about your ugly pop stars. You're Catherine, aren't you? Talk about your ugly pop stars, Catherine. Yeah. They don't come much more beautiful than uh, Lord Adam of Ant, and indeed his aunts. Now, this is the reason why, you know, the girls that grew up in the 80s have got a thing about pretty boys. Yeah. That You don't get prettier than that. Perfect. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Perfect pop stars. The perfect pop star. Little bit naughty. Yeah. Little bit, little bit sexual. Today we've got but, styles, haven't we? Yeah, he's a little bit sexual, but not overtly sexual. Yeah. Just enough. It looks like he needs a scrub, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Adam. And I told you we phoned my sister at once. Who, Harry Styles? Uh, Adam Ant. Yeah. That's it. Uh, he, he, when I was at a music station, I was at, uh, it was absolute, I guess it was, and um, it, it was kind of before Adamant had had been rehabilitated, and he was being touted around for an interview, and no one wanted him. No one. I said, I'll have Adamant. Adamant. Yeah, I'll get him in. He went a bit wobbly for a while, didn't he? He went very wobbly. We we went off fired a gun, didn't he? Shot in uh, a boozer in Camden, and he got um, he got. I, think, I don't know if he got committed or if he went. In, anyway, anyway, he was kind of on the comeback trail, but no one wanted to touch him. I said, "Yeah, Adam, of course I'll have Adam out." We got Adam out in. He came in with some stupid woman. Um, he came in with um, um, what a publicist? No, no, no. Well, self-publicist. The woman 
who was um, <laughs> Manuel's granddaughter that had had it away I, with yeah. Brand. And yeah. it was just after that. And she wanted to talk about that. And she kept saying to Eloise, my producer, when's he going to ask about the, the Saxgate? And she said, um, probably after the next record. I want to talk to Adam Ad. Anyway, my sister used to love mm-hmm. Adam Ad. Used to love Adam Ad, right? And, uh, and I didn't tell her that he, he was coming on. And I knew she wasn't listening. I said, Adam, you couldn't do us a favour, could you? You couldn't phone my sister up. Yeah, yeah, sure, no worries. And um, her phone was off because it was quite late, about half eleven at night. And he left a message. All right, Joe, um, sad man here. Um, I hear that you uh, were a big fan of mine. Anyway, thanks very much for your support. Hope, uh, hope you, 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 everything's all right, and uh, it'll be nice to see you one day. One day. I think she, that was like about four years ago. She still got that message. I don't she blame woke her. up the next day, and I had a phone call in tears from my sister. Going, <gasps> Oh, he's so lovely. He is lovely. I mean, and then he was—he was—he was kind of quite rude to me in another event. But do you know he? what? He was a little bit. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. So so far, we've got ugly pop stars, beautiful pop stars. Um, what has Adamant ever done for you? And things you found inside books and indeed records. It really is a humdinger of a show. Now, uh, TV licensing say that the majority of people under 25... um, Oh, no, I've missed a bit. Let me go back and make this story relevant with a sentence here. More than 400 young people in the three counties were caught without a TV licence in the past year. TV licensing say that the majority of people under 25 believe they are likely to get found out. Anyone discovered watching TV without a licence faces criminal prosecution and a fine of up to £1,000, though the government are looking to change that. Uh, um, well, Martin Diane is the um, TV licensing spokesperson for the South East. It is an outdated concept, isn't it, Martin, the TV licence? Is the TV licence an outdated concept? That's an interesting question. Um, it wasn't a question, it was a statement, but you feel free to respond. <laughs> thanks very much. And uh, and also, thanks very much for having me on as well. Um, I, think it's, I think that's probably a matter of opinion. Um, I mean, there's obviously a, a debate and a lot of conversation about TV licence at the moment. Um, I suppose, I suppose it really depends on what side of the fence you're coming from. I mean, well, it, 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 it doesn't because, it, because TV has changed. TV is not that box that you have in the corner of the room that everybody watches. TV is now your phone. It is now iPlayer. It is now... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, there are so many different ways of accessing it. The fact that it's even called a TV licence shows uh, mm-hmm. how out of date the concept is. Well, you, you, do you know what, actually? That's a really good point in mm. terms of the fact of changing technology. Because on average, actually... so. The story that obviously we're, we're going to talk about in terms of actually students and the fact that they've been caught on over 400 in across the three counties is actually really important. So I'm glad you raised that. In fact, what we found is that on average, students have about three devices. So you're right, that could be a TV, it could be a laptop, it could be a mobile phone. They're all capable of streaming live TV. The important thing is that actually students may not know or they may be confused that and may not know actually the fact that it is actually law. So currently, if you have a TV, not actually, if you've got a device that can stream live TV, surely. Yeah. So if you are watching or recording live TV on any device, so that, like you said, could be a laptop, a tablet, mobile phone, you do need a TV license. Yeah. But if you're watching it on iPlayer, you don't. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're watching iPlayer or box sets or downloading anything and you're not watching live TV, then you don't need one. But you do need to let us know because you need to make sure you're, you're, you're fine for something. People get so sent to prison for not having a TV licence, don't they? Oh, some people are fined, some people are prosecuted. Some people um, go to prison for it, which is outrageous, isn't it? Well, I don't know the exact data between behind people actually going to prison. There are certainly, there are certainly legal and, and financial implications of not having a TV licence. But, but, but people do go to prison, and that just seems ridiculous that we would send someone to prison just because they don't pay what some people perceive to be uh, as a, a tax. 
<laughs> well, I don't have I don't have specific data on on whether anyone's actually gone to prison per se, but I do know that people have been fined. I do know that people have been taken to magistrates' courts. Absolutely, because it is the law. Um, is it fair? Is it fair? What sorry? The TV licence and criminalising people is a culture of fear, isn't it? Is the is the, the criminalisation of people who don't want to pay a TV licence fair? Well, I think I think actually, to be fair, that's actually, that's actually a good question. We we're not trying to scare anyone. Them. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. I'm sure you're. I don't think. I don't think the TV licence is there to scare anyone, and, and in particular. Oh, well, it is know, a culture of fear. I've had the knock. At, I've had the knock at the door because I'd forgotten to pay the TV license. It's intimidating. And be- between uh, January 2011 and March 2013, 107 mm. people went to prison. Went to prison for not mm. having a TV license. That's intimidation, isn't it? Well, I mean, that's that's a matter for for the government and the BBC to decide to talk about the TV license and and the fact that you know the reality is. If you're watching, you're the TV licensing TV, spokesperson. So that's what well, I know absolutely. But if you're watching <laughs> or recording live TV, you do need a TV license, and that's why that's why I'm here to try and get that message out. Because some people just don't know. There are a lot of well, myths no, around no. Okay. campus in particular. Okay, well, so, you know, so you, it's, well, we don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, but you're happy for people to go to prison because they don't pay their TV license. It just seems a little bit, you know, in the great scheme of things, it's a TV license. I know it pays my wages and feeds my kids, but you know, really. Oh. Well, I mean. <laughs> It's an interesting point because, actually, in terms of the the kind of the talking about the cost of the, the TV license, it's, it's about twelve pounds thirteen a month. And I a lot of money, a lot of money to some people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, we work with a lot of different organisations. We work with money advice services. We work with systems advice bureaus. Uh, we work with actually, in fact, we we work with a number of different organisations. So the RNIB, uh, Age UK, in fact, because obviously there are concessions available as well. So we understand that people also struggle to pay, but also try and provide as many concessions as possible um, underneath that law and regulation. So, for example, over 75s license, that's actually free for over 75s. Also, there's a reduction for people that are severely sight impaired. So there are different methods and different tools, hopefully, that, that can actually help people. Mm. All right, Martin, thanks very much. 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, queues are starting to build up anti-clockwise at Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims on the exit slip road to the roundabout. On the North Orbital Road in Bricketwood on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, it's starting to look quite busy. And on the A1 southbound from Selvage Lane around the Watford Bypass, that's also looking quite slow too. In Neeson on the North Circular Road, there's roadworks for the Neeson Interchange, which is causing a delay back from the M1 at the Staples Corner at the moment. And on the M1, the roadworks there between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable aren't causing any delays at the moment but expect some queues later on on the train to patch boards there's no reported problems so far this morning samantha braff bbc three counties radio across beds hearts and bugs this is bbc's three counties radio It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they still don't know how he was radicalised. The man is starting a life sentence for murdering Jordan Maguire on Luton's Marsh Farm estate. Police are investigating a cyber attack on the Talk Talk website. And David Cameron has taken the Chinese president for fish and chips and a pint at the Buckinghamshire pub closest to his country retreat checkers. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Pakistan will resume this morning on 282 for four on day two of the second test against England in Dubai. Play starts at seven o'clock our time. In last night's Europa League matches, Liverpool drew one all with Ruben Kazan in new manager Jurgen Klopp's first home game. Tottenham lost 2-1 away to Anderlecht. In tomorrow's football, Watford head to Stoke in the Premier League with midfielder Valen Barami again a doubtful starter and with Jose Gerardo still ruled out. Head coach Kike Flores is looking to increase their goal threat but remain tight in defence. I am really, really happy with the players, they are working well and of course uh, the most important thing is to create a balance always between the goals we are able to score and to, uh, and we concede and uh, while we keep the balance uh, we are safe. In the Championship, Simon Church and Ben Reeves could return for Milton Keynes-Dons at QPR. They were on the bench for Tuesday's defeat at Huddersfield. In League Two, Wickham host Carlisle, Stevenage go to Northampton and Luton host leaders Plymouth. Scott Griffiths could return for the Hatters at left-back as they look to close the 10-point gap to the Devon side. Manager John Still is aiming for promotion. When people say to me there's, there's three automatic places to play for, I'm not interested. I'm interested in first. At this stage, I'm still interested in first. Come Christmas, come January... We'll know exactly really what we have to do to um, maintain or reassess uh, where we are. First practice takes place this afternoon, our time for Sunday's United States Grand Prix. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton is on the verge of his third world title. He needs to beat Ferrari Sebastian Vettel by nine points and his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg by two to claim the title this weekend. And Hamill Hempstead's Max Whitlock takes part in the World Gymnastics Championships, which start in Glasgow this afternoon. The tournament is the main qualifying event for the 2016 Olympics, with the top eight teams qualifying for Rio. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at seven. Across beds, parts, and on BBC Three Counties Radio. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry, Kels. My for a second, my finger, my hand turned into one giant finger. Wow. This one. Oh. Um. So. Yeah. Bit offensive. Bit a little bit, little bit offensive. Mm, yeah. Little bit offensive. So yeah. this morning we're asking ugly pop stars. Uh, we're asking what have you found inside a book or indeed a record? What uh, book got passed around? What book got passed around? And have you ever had um, um, a combination safe behind a painting? Isn't that the height of luxury? Yeah. Combination safe behind. Where are you keeping your jewels? Oh, I'm not telling you. Go on, tell us. All right. See this painting here. Look, move this down here. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's the wrong one. I think that's obvious. Well, if you well, ra- if you raffles, that's what you look for—the painting, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it should be somewhere else. Where would you put a combination safe? Uh, be, um, on, be serious now. This is a serious point, mate. Do you know security. where I put it? Yeah. Genuine. Yeah. Under the bath. Yeah. What? What? what do you mean under the bath? Thanks, Kath. What do you mean under the bath? Do you have a bath? Once a week. Yeah, I thought so. There's a, you know, under the, well, you know. You know, do you have the the panel across it? Yeah, yeah, it's a bath, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Under there. That's a lot of faff. It's a lot of faff. Otherwise, Gaff. you've got to actually build it into a wall. Gaff, that's a lot of faff. It's a lot of faff. And do you know where your safe will be next door? Oh, well, that's true. Be the other person's house. Or it's only it'll a big be... box sticking through <laughs> the wall. Know. What's that big box? I think next door I've just had a safe installed. <laughs> uh, and of course, that takes us on to our next phone. In have you ever been down a trap door? Eddie's on the line. Morning, Eddie. <laughs> Hello, Ian. I'm doing a month's worth of shows in 35 minutes. Good lad. What you got for us, uh, Ed? I had this uh, this guy keep phoning me up the other week, and he kept singing down the phone, Stand and deliver. 
I kept telling him to go away, but he was adamant. <laughs> no adamant. No, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, because I, pr- I had a prank phone call the other week from sing? someone trying to get my computer details. So what was the scam, Eddie? How, what, were they after money? A, no, it wasn't a scam, he just kept singing, and yeah. the liver. Right, and then what did you say to him? I, I just said, go away, please. Right, and well, what did he... I'm adamant. Have you um, tried ringing the telephone preference service, because you can get rid of unsolicited phone calls? Ah, right. You didn't give him your oh, bank details, that. did you, Eddie? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't, I no. Hang on a minute, Eddie? This isn't a joke, it. is it? No, no, it's not. It's true. Mm, I think, oh, so. I think he's trying to stitch me up like a gang. About the shape I'm in, I can't sing, I ain't pretty, and my legs are thin. But don't ask me what I think of you, I might not give the answer that you want me to. Talk to God, I knew he'd understand. He said, stick by me and I'll be your garden hand. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. Never. What did I do? What do you like? Tasty. Stetson. Oh, fish fingers. Listening for your afternoon. Stars. 
everybody in Fleetwood Mac, apart from... Stevie. Stevie. Oh, Lindsay was beautiful. Lindsay. Um, but even Christine McVie, you know, is um, an acquired taste, a taste that Dennis Wilson and the Beach Boys acquired many, along many times. Some, along with some other rather unfortunate tastes. Yeah, bags of cocaine and Charles Manson. You know, you know, um, Dennis Wilson was friends with Charles Manson. Didn't he let him live in his house? Yeah, he let him live in his house. And um, put your fingers in your kids' ears, guys. Um, um, he, uh, what was the, the, the basically, the, Char, Charlie did something for him. Oh, I know what he did for him. And um, uh, and Dennis Wilson paid, uh, paid the biggest gonorrhea bill in history for the entire family. Gee whiz. The Beach Boys recorded, have you, the Beach Boys recorded a song by Charles Manson. Did you know this? No. They recorded, the, this is one of the theories as to why Charles Manson set, sent his family to the, the house where they com- committed the murders, right? Because that, that house used to be owned by Terry Melcher. Terry Melcher is Doris Day's son Terry Melcher and Dennis Wilson were good buddies right and um, so Charles uh, Manson uh, wrote a song and Dennis Wilson said you know what yeah we'll we'll do that as the Beach Boys okay we'll we'll have a little bit of that Um, I'm trying to think what album it's on is it on Friends is it on might be on Friends or 2020 Um, didn't Charlie Manson fancy himself as a pop star yeah yeah oh I've got got a Charles Manson album here I won't play it but yeah 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 Um, and uh, so they recorded here it is they recorded um a song by Charles Manson, but they changed the lyrics, right? Oh. Charles Manson went nuts, absolutely nuts. It's it's an incredible song. This, 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 here we go. This is this is uh, it was called it was called uh, what's it called? Never learn not to love, right? It's an amazing song, right? This, but when you know it's written by Charles Manson, here we go. It's the back the backward sound of a cymbal to uh, kick us off. <clears throat> you talk about dark pop songs. We weren't, but we can do. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Cease to resist. Come and say you love me. Give up your world. Come on and be with me. Now imagine Charles Manson singing that. I'm your kind, I'm your kind, and I see. It's a great song. Beautiful and voice. Dennis's voice. Oh, it, but. Let's get to the chorus. Let's get to the catchy chorus. We can all sing along. It's like Barbara Ann. Here we go, let's here we go. Come in now closer. Written by Charles Manson, ladies and gentlemen. Ay, 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 hey, chihuahua, hot potato, hot potato. Or as Dennis Wilson used to call him, the wizard. Why on earth are we talking about Charles Manson? Because. 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 The, I don't know. Beautiful pop stars. Beautiful pop stars. I've got no idea. I really do need to get some sleep. Yeah. Have you found anything in the papers? Oh, yeah, I did. I found, Pass some, me that I found some stuff earlier on. Yeah, I have that. You, you have tell that. us what you got. Oh, your headphones have popped off. Oh, there we go. There Goodness, I'm sorry. How embarrassing. In front of everybody as well. At least it wasn't you that was popping off, which is, is the normal, is de rigueur. Well, actually, let's not talk about that because you left a little, like, little something for us when you I went off yesterday. I was not very well yesterday. Oh, I knocked for you. Sorry? I knocked for you. Oh, what did my mum say? Not playing out. Bad boy. He's not coming out. It was you, right, in the toilet no. when I knocked? No. No. No, when? Oh, yesterday. No, mate. No, no, no. Did you do the secret knock? I went to the toilet upstairs. I know. I went upstairs as well. And oh, I... that, was, that, that was me. That was me. Oh, I was there. I was there. Good. Right, hang on. If you, you'd have been in for a treat then because I don't lock the toilet when I go upstairs. 
I, I play fast and loose. You well, like I like to, to. You like to sit with the door open so you can watch the telly. <laughs> 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 My kids do that. This is a, really is a, sh- right. a shoddy show, guys. Okay, here we go. Here we go. There's two things I found earlier on. Oh, Mick Jagger, ugly pop stars. Ooh. Well, uh, no, he was kind of no. attractive when he was younger. No. He had those juicy bee stung lips. No. Mm. Anyway, uh, you know, obviously I wouldn't now. Right, um, this. A council has had to rename its street cleaning high impact team. Oh, yeah. Street cleaning high impact team. Yes. Because of its rather unfortunate acronym. Go on. Street <laughs> cleaning <laughs> high impact. <laughs> the four person squad, a squad of four was set up to respond quickly to residents' complaints about rubbish in their area, hence the name Street Cleaning High Impact Team. But bosses at the Labour-led Cheshire West and Chester Council failed to realise that what the team's title could be shortened to, they've now agreed to rename um, after they were alerted to the blunder by opposition Tory councillor and smart Alec Lynn Riley. They're Lynn Riley spoiling... Oh, I'm putting the record on, we haven't got time. Lynn Riley spoiling everybody's fun there. Lee Riley, sorry, Lynn Riley managed to keep a straight face as she told the council's cabinet... Street cleaning high impact team could easily be abbreviated. I do not think it could be particularly motivating for local residents to call a team with that name to their area. Your team, Ash, it really just doesn't bear thinking about, does it? Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues starting to build up at Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims. And on the A1 southbound, it's slow from the Holiday Inn southbound towards the Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner. In Edgware, on the Barnet Bypass, it's starting to get very busy around the Watford Bypass Junction at Apex Corner. And in Farnham Common on Beaconsfield Road, there's temporary traffic lights at Bond Close, so that could cause some delays when it starts to get busy later on. There's no reported problems at the moment on the trains, though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.45, it's Friday the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they still don't know how he was radicalised. A man is starting a life sentence for murdering Jordan Maguire on Luton's Marsh Farm estate and David Cameron has taken the Chinese president out for fish and chips and a pint at a Buckinghamshire pub closest to his country retreat, Cheggers. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's a chillier start than we saw uh, yesterday, so uh, it's probably the most exciting thing about the weather today. It's going to be largely cloudy and should stay dry as well. So we've got temperatures at the moment between around 5 and 7 degrees Celsius, and uh, there'll be plenty of clouds continuing to spread up from the south. It should stay dry today. We might just catch one or two light showers as we head towards the end of the day, but most places dry for most of the time. And it's a southwesterly wind. That will start to pick up too as we head into the afternoon. But, you know, not a very exciting day of weather. Top temperatures up to 12 or 13 degrees. Overnight tonight, again, dry, cloudy, lows of around 10 or 11 Celsius. Tomorrow's a bit more exciting, more interesting day. Uh, we're going to see this very active cold front give us some outbreaks of rain as we head into the afternoon in particular. Some strong gusts of wind as well as this front sweeps through, but it should be dry again by the evening, but it will be very cold. Saturday night into Sunday, I think we'll see temperatures dip as low as 1, 2 degrees Celsius, so there'll be a touch of frost certainly on the grass as we head into Sunday morning. A markedly chilly start to the day, uh, but Sunday the night the day of the weekend it'll be dry there'll be lots of sunshine around and the air will certainly turn milder as we head into the afternoon that's the forecast thank you elizabeth oh we 
weekend kitchen B slash trail. It's all about the food. We're in the kitchen, the actual kitchen here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen. I have a confession to make. Go on. Uh. I don't like blue cheese. Ooh. Oh. But oh. I love this. Local chef showcasing simple, straightforward dishes you can try at home. Gooseberry crumble, Thai noodle salad and easy lemon tiramisu. All of those recipes, as always, available on our recipe sheet. Good home cooking That's that everyone it. can do, but it's so tasty. The reason that I put coconut water in there was just actually to slacken off the sauce a little bit as I was cooking it. It's milder and it's creamier and it's sweeter. You're definitely right, it's sweeter. Um, and it doesn't taste of feet. And the menu today oh. is not only wonderful, but is also very summery. Here's what we've got. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen. I... Every Sunday morning from 11 the only on I've BBC got... Three Counties Radio. The only person I have respect for in that trail is Coffer himself. The woman doesn't like blue cheese. What kind of sexual deviant is she? How can you not like blue cheese once you're over the age of 21? Kids don't like it. Of course they don't. They're, they're, no, they're palate. Okay. So to squeeze me, well, like you're not over 21 yet. You're still. You've got true. another couple of years to go. You will do. Bet. I have a great idea for a phone in. Oh, okay, we'll be the judge the of last, that. The last three and a half years have been very dry in the Bet's corner, but now it seems to be getting wet. Let's find out what you got. Things you found out the other day. Yep. Well, let's... Janice Long is Keith. Yes. Chegwin's sister. Yeah. I didn't know okay, that. Well, I, can, I, can I work on that? As if somebody's been done phoning radio for about the last 12 years, can I just of shake course, that a little of bit? Of course, of course, of course, of course. Stupid things your stupid friends didn't know that everyone else knew. Yeah. 03459 Wow, she gave me a dirty look there. But I didn't mean to. Oh, doing it now? Am I? Yeah. That's something I that found is, out. That is... Your <laughs> mouth is smiling, but your eyes are hating. You knew <laughs> that, J- that Janice Long was Cheggers' sister, didn't you, Graham? Of course, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. OK, what were you the last person in the world to find out? 03459 How did you find that out, Kels? Someone told me. That would be it. Yeah, mm. that's, you, that's, that, it's either someone tells you or you find you discover it or another way. Or, yeah. you're, or you're having a go at, like, Cheggers in front of Janice Long and she goes, Hey, that's my brother. Hey, hey, if you've ever had a go about someone and it turns out they were in the room. I Years ago, I used to be um, represented... Uh, uh, I was with an agency... Um, that was owned by um, Mark Goodyear. Remember Mark Goodyear? Mark Goodyear, That's Mark Goodyear. Goody, goody, goody bags, right? Radio One. And um, I'd never met the fella. <coughs> um, I just, you know, he just knew that he owned the company. Anyway, I was one day I was sat in an office and there was a fella there, some old boy there, and I was waiting for my agent to come out of a meeting and I was, there was a box of, like, tat on the floor and there was, like, an old book from about 1982, the Mark Goodyear Pop Diaries. And this picture of Mark Goodyear, like, with the headphones on, typical 80s Radio One thing, thumbs up at the thing. And I very, smug. very smug. I very nearly turned to the fellow next to me and went, Look at this twit. And as I was about to do it, oh, flipping heck, it was Mark Goodyear. And you said, Excellent. Said, Look well at done. this, don't you record <laughs> on that? He's a very, very nice gentleman, actually. Anyway, Greg, what you got for us? Um, you remember ages ago I said a bit like acronym, but I like this one. My mate. You didn't like acronym. acronym, you didn't like what? Acronyms. Oh, yeah. Well, my mate used to work for Birmingham City Council and he was in um, on the parks and he was in a fast action response team. Fast? And they blazed his feet all over the back. <laughs> and then they realised, obviously they realised what it actually stood for and had to get rid of them. Is that so, genuine? In, Cam- in Camden, they had a fast action response team. Yeah. <laughs> really? Honestly, you're not just you're not. It's not like you, when you get those prank texters that, that say that, that my name no. is my name is Connie. My last name is. He's not one yeah, of those, no. is it? Okay. No, oh. honestly, honestly. Wowzers. Late eighties, early nineties, he was. Oh. And they had them all on the band. It's so funny. And I've also got ugly pop stars 
Yeah, go on, mate. Pete Townsend. Yeah, I'll get the, the famous line, of course, is if you, we can all look like Pete Townsend by looking into the back of a dessert spoon. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true, isn't it? It's true. <laughs> Looks like a staffing. Peter, no, I'm not no. having that. I'm not having that. Peter talking his heyday was beautiful. <laughs> where, where, hang on a minute. Where, whereabouts are you at this precise moment in time, Graham? Uh, I am just outside Aylesbury. How long do you reckon it takes me to get to Aylesbury from here? Half an hour. Right. If you run. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. You, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'll go and beat the living daylights out of him. I'm gonna get my lad round then. Oh, uh, you're the, your boy, the karate boy. He is. Is, oh. he, is he still eleven? Uh, yeah. What's he waiting for when he's eighteen and I'm fifty? For crying out loud, let me beat up your eleven-year-old son. You are, mate. He deserves it. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna get it. I'm gonna give your eleven-year-old son what for? Oh, delete that because that'll be used in evidence against me. Morning, Just. Boss, if you need backup, I'm there for you. Will you help me go and um, give an eleven-year-old what for? Yeah, great times. Beautiful. I'm there. All right, there we go. Mm. I don't need to. <clears throat> the point being, dear listener, if you're a casual listener to the show, is you get all these <laughs> kids, right? I should explain because someone will go, "What?" You get all these kids that are like black belt at karate at the age of five. I mean, this, 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 that boy we're talking about there, he's 11, he's a black belt in karate. Yeah, mm. I could still beat him up. I could beat up an 11-year-old karate boy. Mm. Eas- mm. Easily. I easily. Know. I don't know, they've got a low centre of gravity. Yeah, exactly. I, I could uh, just put your hand in the face, give him a little little slap around the ears. He'll be off crying to Papa. He'll be yep. off go crying, so crying to Papa. Absolutely. Dealey. Yes, boss. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. He's a very, very ugly man. Yeah, that I agree with. He's, yes. he's got the, the, his head looks like a space hopper. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said to you today, Sheeran, mm. ugly yeah. streets. Mm. You went, yes. yes, boss. Yes, what absolutely. I've been out on the streets very early. And you know what? Real variety yeah. in the answers on ugly pop stars. Oh, okay. The streets were on top form today. Yep. Yep. Here's what happened. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Hashtag ugly pop stars. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga? Yeah, believe. Ugly? Yeah, I would say. She's like the best things to look at, is she? Um, <laughs> so, so she said to you, come on, back to mine for a macaroni cheese. I'll sing you a few songs afterwards. You, you seriously say no? Yeah, I don't like macaroni cheese. Here's Blady. Let's get the, uh, the Albanian perspective. Um, ugly pop stars. Dave Hill. What, from Slade? Yes. Mate. You're a harsh man because he he gave a lot of happiness to a lot of people. It's a really harsh Albanian perspective. Thanks for your time. Okay, thank you. Uh, Mandy, you're my favourite princess here in Dunstable. <laughs> give us your uh, give us your number one ugly pop star. Michael Jackson. I don't like him. You're telling me you, you didn't find him attractive on the front cover of Off the Wall? No, I haven't. No. Thriller? Yeah. No, no, none of it. No. Fatima. You've got the opportunity to go on a smile weekend with Ed Sheeran. Would you accept the offer, yes or no? No. Laura, ugly pop stars. Who have you got for us? Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber? Yeah. What's your beef with the Bieber? Made you start. Oh. You seriously don't find him attractive? I think he's got quite a nice queer feel. He's got a few tats. I thought ladies like these things. No, he looked too feminine to begin with. Yeah. And now I don't think he has the calibre of music to make him... I think he's all that he is. Pete Burns. Pete Burns. Pete Burns. Yeah, but you see, Pete Burns, that's, I don't know if, that's, I don't know if I can accept that because that, that was surgery that went wrong. Yeah, but did you ever see what he looked like before?
I'll give you Lady Gaga, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Dave Hill's a little bit cruel. No, Dave Hill. If you're going to have Gaga, you've got to have Hill. The, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so, a little it's bit. It's the Albanian perspective. It, yeah. was, uh, it was a harsh one today. And spontaneous, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Surprise, they know Slade in Albania. Mm. Oh, Slade. You know who's big in Albania? Go on. <laughs> wisdom. Norman Wisdom. Is he really? Norman Wisdom is big. He had a number one hit in Albania. Did he? Wow. <coughs> Norman Wisdom is, is huge in Albania. They have big festivals for Norman Wisdom. In the same way that Jerry Lewis, the actor, not the rock and roll singer who married his 13-year-old daughter, is no, huge in cousin, France. not his daughter. Well, it'd be, it'd be, <laughs> why, why let the facts get in the way of a good yeah. ancestral story? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the excellent stuff. We'll speak to you later on. Thank you, fella. Ta-ta. 13-year-old daughter. I mean, maybe for legal reasons. Is Jerry Lewis still alive? Oh, Two hours of rubbish like this tomorrow between 12 and 2. Me and Catherine just sitting here talking and playing records and stuff. It's simple, yeah, isn't it? No idea what we'll be saying, but no. it'll be something no. or Some, other. Something not profound in the slightest, I guarantee that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise, we've got queues on the exit slip road to the roundabout at Junction 23 for South Mims. Anti-clockwise M25 is slow between 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. Borehamwood now on the A1 southbound, very slow moving queues through here between the Holiday Inn at the A5135 and Stirling Corner. And the A1 Barnet Bypass southbound stretch is slow at the Watford Bypass. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Paula. We're all curious as to, um, well I'm sure we, um, it was Sammy Bruff earlier on, she gone for a 
she might have, you don't know. Might have gone for a Jimmy. <laughs> we don't know, Sammy. We just we wish wherever you are, we wish you the very best of luck, and we hope it passes soon. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Ugly pop stars. What we found inside a book or a record. Any stories to do with combination safes. Oh, and anything you fancy. It's a Friday. Come on, guys. Let's uh, let's not be too serious. Ha ha ha. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Buckinghamshire family still coming to terms with death of terrorist son. Luton murder victim didn't know he was to become a father and cyber attack on Talk Talk. BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they still don't know how he was radicalised. The story of Thomas Evans, who converted to Islam at the age of 19, was told on Channel 4 last night. His brother Michael says they're still struggling to understand. We don't really know, do we? It's, it was just a, a, a network of, I think, a few people all doing a small part each. But it's hard because obviously you're, it's always in the back of your mind you know what he became and you know what he was responsible for. So in a way it kind of tarnishes your memories of him. A court has been told that a 20-year-old man who was stabbed to death in Luton didn't know he was going to become a father. Jordan Maguire was killed by Jason Nelson, who's starting a life sentence for his murder in 2013. Nelson was extradited back to the UK from Trinidad to face trial and will serve a minimum of 27 years. The judge at Luton Crown Court said Jordan Maguire, who'd been dealing cannabis on the Marsh Farm estate, may have turned his life around had he known his girlfriend was pregnant. A gang of robbers will be sentenced today for killing a Hertfordshire millionaire in his own home. 41-year-old Milton Papadopoulos was found dead at his house in Potter's Bar in October last year. One member of the gang, who are all Polish nationals, was found guilty of murder. Two others guilty of manslaughter. The three will be sentenced at the Old Bailey. Millions of people are waiting to see whether they've been affected by what's been described as a significant and sustained cyber attack on the telecoms company Talk Talk. Scotland Yard is investigating. The company has urged customers to change their passwords and check their bank accounts. Talk Talk's chief executive, Dido Harding, said the extent of the breach was not yet clear. It is conceivable that all four million customers' data has been stolen, but I don't know for certain. Probably customers' name, address, bank account details and some credit card details may have been illegally downloaded. I'm a customer myself. I'm a victim of this as well. I'm extremely sorry for the frustration and the concern that this will be causing. More than 400 young people in the three counties were caught without a TV licence in the past year. TV licensing say the majority of people under 25 believe they are unlikely to get caught. David Cameron has taken the Chinese president for fish and chips and a pint at the Buckinghamshire pub closest to his country retreat checkers. The two leaders were at the plough at Cadsden near Princess Risborough yesterday evening. Today the president will end his state visit to the UK with a trip to Manchester Airport where a new route to China is being announced. Luton-based Vauxhall is considering a recall of around 200,000 Zafira models after reports of dozens of the cars catching fire. The problem, featured on last night's BBC Watchdog programme, is thought to be linked to the heating and ventilation system. In sport, Pakistan are resuming on 
two for four on day two of the second test against England in Dubai. The weather cloudy with some sunny spells, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you very much, Simon. Morning, guys. TV licences. Terrorism. Fun stuff, too. What have you found inside a book or a record? Any stories involving combination safes? I've never used a combination safe. I've never used one. And can you really open them by using a stethoscope? Is that, does that actually work? Or a glass? Oh, there we go. There's a phone in. What have you heard through the wall? There we go. That's it. I knew there was, I knew there was something waiting to come out. <laughs> what have you heard through the wall? Ugly pop stars. 03459 455 555. What's going on next door? Aerobics classes, it goes. Doing a little bit of aerobics? Yeah. Just trying to warm up. Why? It's like been freezing in here again. Oh, for crying out loud. It's 21.6 in here, I can tell, because we've got a thermometer. 21.0 in here, but I'm readjusting it. Okay, well, you can readjust uh, this. No, no, Across and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Smoothly done, guys. It's so smoothly done, so smoothly done. Now, the family of uh, a terrorist from High Wycombe has warned that people need to be more aware of the risks of radicalisation because it could happen to anyone. Thomas Evans travelled to Somalia in 2012 to join the Islamist terrorist organisation Al-Shabaab, responsible for the Kenyan Mall shooting. Last night, the documentary followed his mum and brother, Sally and Michael, as they came to terms with his decision. Mohamed Khaliel is the director of Islamix in High Wycombe and advises the police. Mohamed, did we know much about Thomas Evans before he went to Syria? Uh, no, good morning. No, we don't. Uh, he was just a normal uh, young English lad who enjoyed life, who, who just ran a normal life, had a girlfriend, had his ups and downs, and, and, and last night was really a, a testament to his brave mother, who was just an ordinary mother and didn't suspect anything until um, things started to go wrong. I'd imagine his story is um, atypical of those uh, uh, other people that, uh, that, that go out to fight for these terrorist organisations. Yeah, in terms of, they mentioned, I think there was a number of people from, from the area. I'm not sure I agree with the numbers, but the other people that are missing um, or, or have gone out, confirmed that have gone out, are not, um, are not uh, white British uh, males. And they, they, they may have sort of had a different background. Um, and I think the sort of conclusions that last night they were aiming at was sort of reasons why Thomas had gone out were due to the breakup of Sally's marriage and being disaffected. I'm not sure it's um, I'm not sure it's as simple as that. Um, and really, I think the program was a very, very powerful emotional uh, focus on the, the heartbreak of a mother. And, and there were some very, very strong strap lines in there where she said, "Well, you know, he may be a terrorist, but he's still my son." Um, that was heartbreaking, and that uh, she wished that he was um, dead, but also didn't want him dead because that's her son. Yeah. Well, while I have all the sympathies in the world for a mother that's. Um lost her son um you know i'm i'm, I'm not gonna say i'm glad um i'm glad i don't know i'm definitely not upset that he's dead you know this is the th- this is the thing that um a part of me thinks that thomas was also a victim excuse um, me yeah and, and that in, is in, in what way was him going off to join al-shabaab and uh, a terrorist organization 
in Somalia. What, what way was he a victim? Well, I don't think that that, that part is the victim. What I'm, the, the, the way that I'm thinking that he may be a victim is that somehow it was agreed that he was um, radicalised. And if he was radicalised, um, you know, we sort of lost an ordinary lad to, to an evil cause, and I wish yeah. that there was something that but, was there, a but protest. I, I don't know. Here's the thing, right? We talk about radicalisation. I don't know what it means. What I do know that what it isn't is it's not brainwashing where you're sat there with probes on your head and your eyes wired open like in Clockwork Orange while you, you're kind of force-fed loads of information. It does take a certain amount of um, um, action from the person who is radicalised. For the most part... Um, apart from those people that you know some, uh, uh, are mentally ill, sure. um, there is a certain amount of compliance in the person who who decides to join these organisations. Yeah, it's, it's not an issue. It's not a simple issue. But I think other analogies that we can look at is if we take out the word religion from it and just focus on extremism. You know, extremism. Even there was another um, extremism act yesterday in Sweden where a young lad. Uh, of, um, I think, a pupil of an educational establishment went around with a sword and did uh, heinous acts. Yeah, the, 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 the initial reports are he was a far-right wing extremist, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, extremism is extremism, whether it's Islamic extremism, whether it's far-right extremism, whether it's animal extremism, whatever. Extremism animal is extremism. real enemy. Animal extremism? Yeah, some people, if you remember the olden days, used to go around burning animal laboratories and any staff that were attached to that. Again, there was oh, abortion okay, clinic extremism, doctors that were associated with that in America. But, the, but, this, but, the, but the reason that, um, that, that Islam is mentioned in this is because these people claim they are doing this in the name of Islam. Yeah, and that's the interesting part, because if actually if you study Islam, you'll find that the teachings actually are completely the opposite to what is portrayed here. Then how have these people got it so wrong? Well, I think it's it's a combination of anger, it's a combination of disaffection from society, it's a, it's a combination of, you know, not liking authority, it's a combination of, well, I think, you know, foreign foreign affairs. It's, it's not a simple issue that could be sort of honed into one, one, one word. It's complicated. We've, if we've got 2,000 people that have gone abroad, there's 2,000 individual reasons why they've gone out. As How well. many uh, people have gone out from Wickham? Only well, I don't know from Wickham. Only estimates that we have is that the program said that it's I think over a thousand. I don't think anybody knows a thousand that. from Wickham. No, no, not from Wickham. I'm uh, nationally. I think when the right. program ended, it said that since the program or since Thomas had first gone out, that over a thousand people have left could go abroad. I don't know if that's true, but there's a lot of a lot of people have gone out, and that's why it needs to be looked at as a very serious issue. Why this, this program uh, came out just a few days after David Cameron uh, uh, announced new plans to deal with radicalisation, those who are doing it, those who are having it done to them. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, I would guess the majority of the people that decide to go and fight for these terrorist organisations aren't going to listen to, what is he, a 50-year-old white millionaire, are they? Because he's part of the problem in their eyes. Absolutely. He's Absolutely. the enemy. Yeah, the problem is that David Cameron's Prevent program is not really helping. If you look at um, the numbers that are going out, as we said earlier on, they seem to be going up, and all these pr- initiatives and all these sort of strap-on legislations don't seem to be doing, mm. uh, doing the work. It's called the Prevent uh, program, uh, Prevent Agenda, and Prevent now is sort of being rolled out to every institution, certainly government institution. It's not working. Not working at do, all. You, do you do you have do you you mentioned you, had, you you felt sorry for this 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 young gentleman? Do you really have sympathy for these people that go out and and, and hang out with a load of murderers and and, and kill people? I've got oh, no, no sympathy for them sorry. whatsoever. 
No, no, I, I'm not saying... I didn't say I'm sorry. I said there's a part of me that thinks that they are also victims and that we ought to, if there's a way of getting involved at an early stage, to rescue these people um, who, who are a bit vulnerable, I think, um, can sort of have their brains overtaken. It's just well... the power of the brain. Well, if it wants taken over by... Well, I don't... Again, by saying taken over, that's implying a lack of responsibility for the person who's going to join there. My mum and dad split up when I was young. You know, I had had a girlfriend dump me. I didn't think, you know what, I'm going to go to Somalia and join a terrorist organisation. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure. I'm not excusing that in any way. What I'm trying to do is we do some critical analysis to look at how we can try and stop others from going, and we, we spend some time on that. In, in, in prevent. I'm also a prevent governor uh, for, for my education establishment, and we look at... Uh, Go on, then. How do we stop it? Oh, I wish I knew. I think the government can't stop it, so I am not sure that I can give you one word. But, 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 but you, sorry, you said you're working on prevent strategies, so, so what, what do you do then to try and prevent it? Uh, we just look at uh, ensuring we present, if you like, a wider set of the problem. Why? We, look, we discussed the why, and that was where I think the programme probably didn't go into detail. OK, why? Why? Well, uh, I, I can only speculate. It's, as I said to you earlier on, it's a combination of foreign policy, it's a combination of anger, it's a combination of you know, personal circumstances. It could be anything. There's, as we say, if there are allegedly 2,000 people from the UK that have gone abroad, there's 2,000 reasons individually why that's happened. So, you, so you, you're, just, you're, you're whistling in the dark as much as everyone else? I don't have the, the magic wand to this. I wish I did. No, no I just, it's just that you said that you were looking into why, and I, then when I asked you, you didn't know why. No, no, I don't know why. We discuss why, and that's where I thought there would be a focus on okay, the so- programme. What, what, what are, so, so what, some of the whys are because they don't like the fact that we bombed Iraq or something? Well, I think foreign policy is mentioned. The only clues that we have is, for instance, let's take the 7-7 situation. They left behind a statement, and if you then have to analyse that statement, that gives you some clues. If you look at this so-called Mohammed Amwazi, who did heinous acts, um, and if you look at his statements, he mentions various reasons. So those are sort of some of the clues that you sort of have to go put together and say, well, what is this? If there's, is there a common theme here? What is it? And foreign policy seems to be one, as I say, disaffection. If these people want to go off and join these organisations, shouldn't we just let them go and say, thank you very much, bye-bye? That's, a, that's right. A lot of people hold that view that if the drones are bombing them, good, good luck. You've taken that risk. You've gone out there. Yeah. There's, no, there's, no, there's no question about it. If you commit a heinous act, and this is the heartbreak for Sally, at the end of the day, that was her son. He's committed a heinous act, and she said, look, it's evil, and a part of which... A part of her wished he was dead, but obviously he's still her son. So it was very heartbreaking, very powerful uh, documentary, I thought. OK, Mohammed, thank you very much indeed. Mohammed Kalial, uh, Director of Islamics in High Wycombe, 03459 455 555. Someone, of course, has uh, suggested um, Mick Hucknell in his early days and nowadays and at the height of his fame. That's from Scott on... on uh, that's to do with Ugly Pop so Stars. So that'll be Mick Hucknell... All the time. He's a, he is a strange... Again, now, again, this sounds he had like, a strange allure in the 90s, didn't he? He did quite well for himself. He used to make love listening to his own records. Wowzers. Again, this is not an attack on the gingers at all. This is merely us coming up just, with... They just happen to be both ginger, is <laughs> what you're saying, is that right? <laughs> both, yes. Oh three four five nine. Four double five, five double five. You took a sharp intake of breath, almost as if you had something to say, but I know you didn't. It wasn't a sharp intake of breath, it was a sharp intake of coffee. Oh, okay. Well, it sounded like a sharp. Well, it is. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Anti-clockwise M25 very slow this morning between junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. Also on the anti-clockwise stretch, we've got queues uh, at junction 23 for South Mims. Delays on the exit slip road to the roundabout there. A1 southbound very slow between the Holiday Inn at the A5135 and Stirling Corner. The A1 Barnet Bypass southbound is slow coming past Apex Corner as well. Having a look at the A41, the high street there, temporary lights up uh, at Baker Street that might slow you down through those roadworks. And the M1, of course, you've got a lane closure in both directions between Flittick and Junction 11 for Dunstable through the works going on there as well. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Paula. We'll let you have the latest on the Sammy Bruff case as soon as we uh, find out what she's actually been charged with. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they still don't know how he was radicalised. A man is starting a life sentence for murdering Jordan Maguire on Luton's Marsh Farm estate. And David Cameron has taken the Chinese president for fish and chips and a pint at the Buckinghamshire pub closest to his country retreat, along with Cheggers. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties. His radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Sorbetsworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is uh, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go west as well on its way. First, though, his T Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment. Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominate the pop cultures. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. While I have every sympathy for the mum involved in that story, I've got no sympathy for the fellow that went. He made the decision to go, but, you know, radicalised or what. And I, I, I don't know what radicalised means. No, but we do know what he was doing over there, fighting, marrying 13-year-olds. Yeah, you just sent me this link to a story in The Guardian. Yeah, he married a 13-year-old girl. Um, (laughs) You know... Do you think that was a love match? And I know we're talking to a member of his family later on, and we, we shall, we shall, I shall tread as delicately as I can because I've every sympathy for the family. It yeah, wasn't, absolutely. It wasn't their fault that he, he went off and, and, and um, had his, you know, investigated other thinking avenues. It's not their fault that he went off and did that. You know, the poor family would rather have their son and their brother back. But I'm not, I, I don't mourn the loss of someone like that. Dodge Potter goes off to kill people and marry a 13-year-old girl. I heard his mum talking about the fact she mourns the boy he was rather yeah, than yeah, what yeah. he became. And that I can, to- I can totally dig, of course, of course. Must be heartbreaking. Uh, 03459 555. If anyone can tell me what bit radicalised means, I don't know what it means. Because people say it, and you kind of have this image of brainwashing. You know that Clockwork Orange scene where he sat there with his eyes wide open and he's watching the, the, the fast-moving images and he's got all the messages being pumped into his head. But that's... Is it kind of taught to be an extremist? Well, well, uh, well or convinced into extremism. Well, is it um, is being radicalised having someone's mindset changed to one that violently disagrees with yours? that what it is because those those people think they're doing the right thing. Well, radical just means sweeping change, doesn't it? New young radicals. Radical when I was growing up was quite a good thing in the skateboard world. Extremist. Rad- I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What it- if someone can tell me what ra- being radicalised means um, and how they do it, you, I mean, I, I know that they, they do pick on um, um, uh, uh, mentally vulnerable people. You know, who, who may not. You know, may not be all there, uh, and that, that, you know, they kind of manipulate those people. But they, they, sometimes there are quite intelligent, seemingly intelligent people that 
go, yeah, no, everything that I've been brought up to believe is wrong. I'm going to go and kill someone. I don't, I don't know. I'm oversimplifying ever so slightly, guys. I'm fully aware of that. But 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. So there's... um. There's a footballer, right, let me just try and find a picture here. There's a footballer who's suing China. By the way, why didn't David Cameron take him out for a Chinese? Do you fancy, do you fancy going to get Chinese? Why, why, why would you not do that? You'd probably wonder what the heck this was. We got proper Chinese food. The Chinese, I've been to China. <laughs> the Chinese food over there is awful. It's not got all the, uh, the chemicals in that we've got. The What's MSG. It's called MSG. MSG. Yeah. Can you just buy MSG? Yeah, you... you can. I used to live with a, a, a Chinese guy whose parents had a restaurant, Dave Chung. And he used to have hey, a little. Big a, up the Chungs. He used to have, his middle name was Quan Keen. He told me it was Iron Fist. If you're a Chinese speaker, tell me whether that's bullshine. Um, anyway, he um, used to have a little pot of it in the kitchen. He used to add, used to, add to his own just, food. Can you just like, can you buy it in like a drink form? No, it's a powder. Okay, well, can you add it to yeah. fluid and yeah. then drink it? Yeah. You probably want another one straight away, though. Oh, Catherine Boyle, flip it. Well, that's what they say it is, don't they? Yeah, apparently so. Apparently they do. OK. Um, but see. he used to add it to his own, which you'd think, if it was a big con, he wouldn't do that to himself, would he? Well, the, well MSG isn't a con, necessarily. I mean, it's, it, well, it's not it, just to make you hungry again. No, 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 it's, de- it's, it's delicious. It makes bland food taste nice. Mm. It's de- delicious. I'll have some of that. Um, anyway, I'd have taken them out for a Chinese... He said, have some, get, get some of this, G. Have some of this. This is, this is how we do it. This is how we do it over here. I read something the other day that McDonald's in China is now doing a grey burger. Like the bun, have you not the said, meat. Have you said something really, really rude? No. It's factual. He's in all the papers. <clears throat> He's in all the papers. He did this tweet. Just dropped into the local pub for a pint of IPA with the president of China. He didn't just drop into that pub. After sweeping it for all kinds of explosives. David Cameron stunned drinkard at his local pub by taking Chinese President Xi Jinping in for a tipple. The pair toasted nearly 40 billion pounds of deals at the plough, where the PM left his daughter Nancy, then eight, in 2012. <laughs> she's not still there, is she? Um, I don't know. She's, she's long gone. Cam ordered Green King at the Boozer near his Checkers retreat in Bucks, as well as fish and chips at President Xi's request. They're doing that because it's, it's like that's supposed to be a traditional English night out. No one goes out to the pub for a, fish and chips. No. Pub fish. Should have taken him to, like, Tony's Place with an eye, or proper mm. chippy, not to pub chips. And fish and chips is not proper pub grub. You want gammon with an egg on it, or you want scampi if you're going to go fish. Fish-ish. Once I had a boyfriend and I asked him what scampi was and he told me a very rude answer, which I believed for quite a long time. Oh, blimey. Anyway, so there's this um, uh, German football man, football player, football star, fo- soccer, is a fußball, fußball. Fußball. Fußball, uh, baby foot. Baby foot. You fan of baby foot? Oui. You know what ba- baby foot is, Kelly? Small child's foot. Co- almost correct. It's table football. Baby foot. Oh. Oh. Baby foot. They call, they call that fußball in America. I yeah. like all that. In friends. Man United star sues toy firm of a Nazi double. Nazi double. Uh, Man United star Bastian Schweinsteiger is suing a toy firm for selling a Nazi... That means pig farmer, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. For selling a Nazi action figure that looks exactly like him and is called... Ba- oh, it's called, it's got the same name. That's it, it's called Bastian. Oh. The German skipper, 31, wants, a block, wants to block sales of the toy soldier, which has a swastika on its uniform. Lawyers for the £275,000 a week! Flipping it, that's a decent house he could buy every week! Flipping it! 
um, say the doll violates his image rights. The thing is, it's got the same name, and they've got very, very strong side parting, but they don't. They don't look. I think they do look very similar, but not being a footballist or a Nazist, I wouldn't draw the comparison. A spokesman for the Star Series said, "We took legal action some days ago. We're in discussion with the lawyers." I'm assuming that he's, he's employed German um, uh, legal team. Why didn't he just buy them all and burn them? The figure is dressed in a World War II uniform with a swastika eagle. Another version has a medal worn by troops. The doll is made by Hong Kong-based company DID. Spokesman Patrick Chan said, I won't do his voice. Isn't it funny? You can do some voices. You can do a German voice. Couldn't it? If I did a Chinese voice now... His, name, his name's Patrick. Chan. Do you know how my mate Dave Chung used to speak? Should I do an impression? Oi. All right, Kef. You used to talk like that. Yeah, they put it on, didn't they? No. I. You can, okay, let's do the voices we can do. German, Italian, French. Welsh. Jamaican. Scottish. Voices you can't do. Pakistani, Hindustani, Indian, Stani. You, but you know why? Because we used it to take the mickey out of people. Well, but, 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 okay, but then why can we... But we take the mickey out of the Geordies. Well, yeah, I'm a Geordie, man. I'm going to go and drink some beer and fight ya. And not put me coat on. I'm not gonna put me coat. I got near kicks on. Yeah, got near kicks on. Saves time later on in the evening. Howie, <laughs> howie. You see, we can do that. We can't do the. Well, they weren't a subjugated oh, people. What would you like? We can't do that. Yeah, not but they, that. But they're not subjugated. The Geordies are all right. All, all right. right. Apart from the Jarrow marches. The Jamaicans. Again, I don't know what. I won't mess. Beer can. You see, you can have to. You, we can say beer can. Mm. I'm saying beer can. I'm saying actually, say, I'm either saying beer can or, or bacon. Mm. It yeah. depends. It's funny that there's some we can do, and there's some what we can't do. Mm. Who do I see about that? Because I'd like to get that sorted. Peter actually. Sellers. I think he ruined it okay. for everyone. Birdie num nums. You see? Okay. Well, I'll have a word with Peter Sellers. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Bedfordshire is warning other men to be careful online after he was blackmailed by a woman who recorded him performing a sex act on the internet. Guys, don't do sex acts on the internet. Yeah. The thing is, she was doing it at him. Well, watch watch and learn. The man who doesn't want to be named was approached through Facebook by a woman who encouraged him to get naked for her on a video call. She then threatened to send the video to his friends and family. Very sad story. And in her words, ruin his life unless he paid over a thousand pounds. Well, it comes as police in Hertfordshire are warning young men in the county to be vigilant on social media after 20 men were targeted by a woman on Facebook. Well, Justin Dealey went and spoke to him. I was online on Facebook on Saturday afternoon. A friend request. I did not know the person but it was an attractive young lady so I thought I'd accept it. Mm-hmm. Speaking normally, wanted to know a bit about my life, what I do for jobs and things like that and then she asked me was I on Skype? I said yes. Yeah. I kindly gave her my Skype name. Um, next thing I know she was videoing calling me on Skype and she sent me some raunchy messages and then she asked me to get naked, which she also did get naked. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I know, she put a video of me on YouTube, 
demanding £1,500. Okay, so you've accepted this friend request from, uh, as you say, this young, attractive girl. How quickly after accepting that friend request was she asking you to get naked and do certain things? In half an hour, in 30 minutes. Because you're a single guy, Mm -hmm. um, you probably thought to yourself, well, why not? Because I'm a single guy, it was nice to have attention. I've been single Mm. nearly over a year now, so I don't get much attention. All my friends and family, married, kids. So it was nice to have attention. So the video was posted to YouTube. You must have been incredibly scared at that moment. I was very scared and shot. Um, And to be fair, I would like to thank the police for their help because they were very helpful, um, very caring and assisted me very very well and very very quickly as well they were very helpful and they calmed me down I was in a shock and in a state for about three four hours I didn't know what to do um, didn't know who to tell and the police to be fair give them very good credit they were very helpful so they managed to get that video taken down the reason you're talking to us is because you've had a terrible few days and for something which seems so innocent, it's really affected your life badly because somebody is threatening you, that they're demanding money from you or they're going to ruin your life. Some very harsh words were said to you. You're here today because you want to say to other men out there, please, please be careful, don't let this happen to you. Yeah, basically I'm talking to you because I do want to get my point across. Don't be fooled. If you don't know, I've learned the hard way now. Mm. If you don't know someone on Facebook, don't just chat to them. I didn't think it would happen to me, Mm. but I'm the unlucky one. Please do not talk to anyone on Facebook if you do not know them, because it could happen to you, unfortunately. I feel sorry. I feel sorry for that bloke. Naive, yeah. Dumb, possibly. Not malicious, though. He obviously sounds like a, a, a lonely bloke who's had a little bit of bad luck, and he thought, oh, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's going on all the time in the internet. Yeah. Uh, and they count on you being too ashamed to say anything. Yeah, they do. And that, uh, Well, well done him for talking to Justin. And Justin, that was excellently done. Thank you for that, uh, mate. Do you know, I'm wondering, it. though, who's behind that woman who's making her do that? Behind every dirty it'll be woman. Because it has got to be it? a dirty man. Or more dirty women. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a scam. There's going to be loads of them going on, and they they, they chance their arm, and they chance other bits of the body as well. It would appear. Um, it's yeah. I just you know, Grantham. That's what I'm going to say. Leslie Grantham. Do yeah, you know and all he did was suck his finger, right? Oh. <laughs> Doing the pose. I don't think he had any clothes on when he was sucking his finger. I think that's it. Kelly's googling it. You might have hit it with a hammer or something. <laughs> his finger. I mean. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we've gone from sensitivity to laughter and derision in about, I think about 40 seconds. That's, that's a new low, even for us. 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 southbound, two lanes have been blocked just after Junction 3 for High Wycombe East, with queues back to Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. Now, there was an accident here, and then there was a shunt in the queue just behind it, so two accidents along that stretch. Anti-clockwise M25, very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Also anti-clockwise, you've got queues at Junction 23 for South Mims, with delays to Potter's Bar. There's delays, especially on the exit slip road to the roundabout at South Mims. A1 southbound, slow between 
between the A5135 at the Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner and the A1 Barnet Bypass southbound very slow at Apex Corner. Having a look at the A41 High Street, temporary lights up at Baker Street through the roadworks there. I'm Paul Lebrett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Can we run with this a bit? We may get nothing on it. I want to know why we can do some accents and why we can't do some do other accents. Um, uh, Scott is, um, is, is tweeting me that him and his boy were doing like funny accents and then his boy started doing his Indian mate's accent and mm. Scott went, we can't do that. Why, why can't I do that, Daddy? Um, and he didn't have an answer for it. But, you know, if I were to... Oh, you can't no. You can't do it. I stopped my daughter doing the um, Chinese eyes thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, and um, they're just playing. It's um, interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, 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 I don't... I, OK, we, we'll put it out there. We may get nothing on it. 03459 455 555. Why is it OK that we can do some accents and we can do regional accents and we can do some foreign accents, but we can't do other accents? Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they still don't know how he was radicalised. The family's story was featured in a Channel 4 documentary last night. A man is starting a life sentence for murdering Jordan Maguire on Luton's Marsh Farm estate. And the phone and broadband provider Talk Talk has admitted that the personal details of its 4 million customers in the UK may have been accessed by hackers. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England have taken an early wicket on day two of the second test against Pakistan in Dubai, with Stuart Broad dismissing Misbah ul haq for 102 with the fourth ball of the day. Pakistan resumed on 282 for four. A short while ago, they were 290 for five. In last night's Europa League matches, Liverpool drew one all with Ruben Kazan in new manager Jurgen Klopp's first home game. Tottenham lost 2-1 away to Anderlecht. In tomorrow's football, Watford head to Stoke in the Premier League with midfielder Valen Barami again a doubtful start and with Jose Gerardo still ruled out, head coach Kike Flores is looking to increase their goal threat but remain tight in defence. I am really, really happy with the players. They are working well. And of course, uh, the most important thing is to create a balance always between uh, the goals we are able to score and to uh, and we concede. And uh, while we keep the balance, uh, we are safe. In the Championship, Simon Church and Ben Reeves could return for Milton Keynes-Dons at QPR. They were on the bench for Tuesday's defeat at Huddersfield. In League Two, Wickham host Carlisle, Stevenage go to Northampton and Luton host leaders Plymouth. Scott Griffiths could return for the Hatters at left-back as they look to close the 10-point gap to the Devon side. Manager John Still is aiming for promotion. When people say to me there's, there's three automatic places to play for, I'm not interested. I'm interested in first at this stage of seeing interesting in first. Come Christmas, come January, we'll know exactly really what we have to do to um, maintain or reassess uh, where we are. First practice takes place this afternoon. Our time for Sunday's United States Grand Prix. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton could clinch the title this weekend. And Hemel Hempstead's Max Whitlock takes part in the World Gymnastics Championships, which start in Glasgow this afternoon. The tournament is the main qualifying event for the 2016 Olympics, with the top eight teams qualifying for Rio. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Anyone got a bacon sandwich? It's an emergency. on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be 
Diddy, that was good, that uh, report. That's more on his show tomorrow. He does breakfast on Saturdays. The, the world's gone nuts. So he does breakfast on Saturdays, 6 till 9. Uh, then Kath and I come on 12 till 2, you see? It's, mm-hmm. it's all happening on the inside, man. What's that from? It's all happening on the inside. That's from something. It doesn't matter where it's from. Uh, ugly pop stars. My sister says, of course, Jimmy Nail. Yeah. Oh. <coughs> a face like a crocodile shoe. Crocodile <laughs> shoes. Alligator poos. But some people fancy that, don't they? I, I wonder what an alligator poo Actually, I know. Looks like. I know. Does it look like human? Poo? No, it looks like like a big bird poo. Really? Mm. Isn't that funny? That's what snake poo looks like. Because too. we know we know what human poo looks like. We know what dog poo looks like. We know what bird poo looks like. We know what rabbit poo looks like. Pellets. Yeah. So now we know what crocodile poo looks mm. like. Well, thanks. What, uh, what we'll is it white? He's got yeah streaks. Because I went on a gator hunt when we were in uh, Florida. Oh, all right, yeah. American dentist whose name I've forgotten. On what? Well, we're just looking at them. We're yeah. shooting them. Uh, well, that's not a hunt, then, mate. That's a look. I went search. To, oh. All right, a gator search. Okay. And um, on the sticker of the man on the boat, because we have one, one of those hairdryer boats, like does a gentle story, Does this story get good at any point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He had a bumper sticker on his boat. It said, "God, gators and guns." Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a good bit. Okay, right there. Hey, we go. that was the good. The Rockford Files stank. Oh, they did. Oh, the Rockford Files. Everybody loves the Rockford Not Files. Not the man, the, the alligators. Um. Okay, we'll have a, a another um look at animal poo same time next week. Next week, monkeys. Oh, you know what that looks no, like. We'll discuss that next week, guys. We'll discuss that next week. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Yeah. Oh yeah. Playing guitar for the thing hey. to the Rockford Files, yes? Kath, what she just said... No. ...means that, that that's something that you found out recently. Oh, you still... You're so still my phone-in is taken off. Yeah, well, it's not... It let's, is. Let, well, it, it is. You're, you're, the conversation has coincidentally gone back to something you alluded to earlier on. The phone-in hasn't taken off because we've had no phone calls on it. Oh. Been quiet on the phones today, you lot. 
I mark my words, if this doesn't change, I've spoken to my wife about this, I'm going to quit. I'm not going to sit here reading Texas. No, I'm not going to sit here. Although, do you want me to read some Texas? Yeah, go on. I've got please, some, um, I some interesting your Texas in your emails. Okay. Uh, Angie in Welling Garden City on radicalisation. Maybe this isn't the right music. Should we do it anyway? What, what's going on? Oh, yeah, baby. Sorry, yes, go on. Think of it more as grooming someone. Young people are sometimes idealistic and looking to make a difference. These people, from whatever extreme, are given a plausible explanation for sad and bad things that happen to them. If they don't have a strong network to support them through these difficult times, they get sucked in. Prevent works if people are referred to early enough to people to get the individual to develop their critical thinking skills and learn more about their faith. thing is, his mum his was there for him. Just sometimes they go the wrong way, don't they? Sometimes they go the wrong way. This is a good one, and it's a shame they've sent a text rather than ringing in, because um, it's interesting, and I'd like to expand on we it should, more. We should ring them back. Go on, then. Should we have a go? If it finishes 66. Extremists are not victims. Um, oh, what is going on? I'm having great trouble with my computer at the moment. Lee in Milton Keynes. Morning, Lee! One point. Lee! Morning, all. Yeah. Read the blackmail. Isn't it baffling how naive a lot of people seemingly still are regarding the internet? Lee Beam, not Kings. Uh, that guy was lonely. Uh, and it's not criminal, it's not crime to be lonely. And that's, um, that's, uh, there we go, I've just downloaded, spent nine, while you were talking, I've spent 99 pence on this. You're going to like this. I'll be the judge of that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Lord Sitar. <laughs> Worth every penny of that one penny shy of a pound, Lord Sitar. Would you like Papa Doms with that? Now, we can't do the accent. And I, I don't want to know. This is a genuine question, okay? It's, not, it's, it's slightly flippant. Think about the know. accents we can do. They've all got something in common. What? It's all white people. No, 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 Jamaicans. No, no you can't do white. Jamaican you, accent. Of course you can do a Jamaican accent, must. But no, you can do a Jamaican accent, and there are, you get white Jamaicans. It's, it's always oh, no. a delight when you meet a white Jamaican and they start doing the voice. You I, think, oh, I used goodness. to know a Chinese Jamaican. Wowzers. Hang yeah. on a second. Let me just work I blew my mind. Um, okay, so we can do... Okay, so okay, so we can do all of the continental, all the European continentals. Mm-hmm. We can do those. They're safe. They're for keeps. They're safe. The Jamaicans. Can we, all right, can we do any oh. accent of right. colour? Let me think. Any anything? Do you know, I think we can only do the Jamaican one because of the music. Reggae. Because uh, you can't do reggae without doing the accent. The music and, of course, the sauce. Oh, yeah. The reggae, reggae sauce. And Levi. the crisps, apparently. But I'm doing Levi Roots and he's a black man. Plus Rasta Mouse now. Yeah, Kids are going to copy yeah. that. Yeah, all right. So, all right. So, so Jamaicans, they're safe. They're safe. Rasta Mouse. You'll get loads of kids in the playground. Um... Is it because? The, <laughs> is it because the feeling is that the Jamaicans can stick up for themselves? Is what that, is that what's underlying? Um, the, what and the Indians can't, and the Pakistanis well, can't, and the Chinese can't. The Chinese no kung fu. No, but more recently they've been kind of a subjugated people. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, you know. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Why can we do some accents um, and we can't do others? Shouty Chris. <laughs> What a! What a! <laughs> hey, gang! Hey, gang, girl! I'm alright! Hey, gang! I really fancy a bacon sandwich, though, I'll tell you that. Oh, there's some lovely bacon they're doing in Esther these days. Really, really nice. Wait, hang on a second. When do we start becoming the Asda channel? Why is the Asda bacon so special? I don't know. I, I tasted some the other day. I, I don't usually buy it, but it was really, really nice. Whoa. 
big plate of just a bacon. In America, they don't do bacon properly. They do it like it's like frazzles. It's like proper crisp. You can snap their bacon in half. And then they go and put um, syrup over it. Oh, yeah. Flipping. Yeah. America's nuts. Yep. And their meat don't taste the same either. They're different cows I've, to us. I've never been out with an American. No, I went to America and I wanted a T-bone steak. Oh, you mean... Uh, OK, sorry, I misunderstood. It. Yes, yes. And uh, I thought it had nothing on British steak. Great, great story, great story, great story. That's not what you called in for, though, is it, Chris? No, ugly um, pop stars. Here we go. We're, we're, we're back in the New York groove. Ugly pop stars, if you will. Dave Hill. We've now, you're the second person to mention poor, poor <laughs> Dave Hill. Um, Elton John. Yeah, he was never he was never a looker. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And, and he's got a brilliant voice, but he's not a looker. Little Jimmy Somerville. Yeah, he's he's not he's not a looker. He's, he has got a good voice. Ah, baby! I can do yeah. that. Can you do that, Cash? Ah, baby! Not as good as me, it would appear. It goes a little bit like this. Ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, would you please welcome Mr. Jimmy Somerville. Ah, baby! <laughs> my heart is full of love and desire <laughs> you! I'm coming out here to what you gotta do! You started this fire down in my soul! Carry on. Oh, I was enjoying your, uh, I was enjoying yours. I was enjoying yours. Thank you very much for that shout, Chris. Uh, there's a scary toy out, guys. Always worth getting a toy. We've got this game we play at home now, and I didn't start the game. My boys started it. My young, my eldest. Right, Daddy, we're going to play zombies. He's fired. How do you know about zombies? Oh, my friend James told me about it. All oh, right. Okay, so we have to play zombies, right? It involves us being. If I was everyone else hiding under the duvet, and then one of us being a zombie going, I'm a zombie, I'm going to eat you. And so we're playing it, right? But it's obviously us. And then my youngest burst into tears and went, oh, I can't quite like it, it's too scary. We're not, A, you don't even know what a zombie is, and B, we're not, it's just us putting our arms around, I am a zombie. I'm with the little and I, I I get caught up in that sort of stuff, I get too upset. But it's just, we're not, we're not zombies, we're not actually undead. I went on a horror thing once, I've been on it twice, I don't know why I did it the second time around, I did moan about it, but I got bullied into going. And you have to walk through various kind of film scenarios while people jump out on you, and you know what I'm like, people jumping out on me dressed in their normal attire, never mind dressed as flipping oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre lad. Leatherface. Oh, um, oh I might watch that this weekend. Uh, gruesome Halloween gifts have been removed from display at the front of a Tesco store because they scared kids. It's just a zombie. It's just like a zombie head eating a rat with its eyes bulging out. I mean, where they normally put the sweets. It's broken Britain, isn't it? Kids these days, they, too soft. Kids these days are way too soft. They're terrified of zombies. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the M40 on the southbound stretch, we did have two accidents just after Junction 3 for Loudwater. That two lane closures that were in place have now been lifted. Everything's back open, but it's still very slow back to Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout. Anti-clockwise M25 is slow from 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. Anti-clockwise, you've also got queues at Junction 23 for South Mims, back on the exit slip road to the roundabout with delays to Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. Uh, Bradenham Road, a southbound in 
in West Wickham is slow from just before the A40 West Wickham Road. Uh, Hemel Hempstead now on Breakspear Way. We've got slow moving queues around Leverstock Greenway and Borehamwood. The A1 southbound is slow from the Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner. I'm Paula Bretz for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 7.46, Friday the 23rd of October, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they still don't know how he was radicalised. A man is starting a life sentence for murdering Jordan Maguire on Luton's Marsh Farm estate. And the phone and broadband provider TalkTalk has admitted that the personal details of its 4 million customers in the UK may have been accessed by hackers. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's a rather cloudy start to the day and it will remain cloudy for much of the day. It's also rather chilly as well where we saw the clear skies last night, but cloud continuing to spread up on the southwesterly breeze. The breeze will strengthen as we head through through into the afternoon, but it's always going to be quite cloudy really. It will stay dry though. We'll see top temperatures of around 12 or 13 Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit. Rather boring day of weather really, but it will turn a bit more exciting over the weekend. Overnight tonight, again dry and cloudy, lows of around 10 Celsius. It'll be a dry start to Saturday but there's going to be a very active cold front spreading in from the west so as we head through the late morning first part of the afternoon in particular the wind is going to pick up certainly and uh, we'll start to get some outbreaks of rain some of which could turn out to be quite heavy for a time but as we head into the evening it will be dry again but there'll be some much colder air with us so it's going to feel distinctly chilly on Saturday night into Sunday markedly cold with a grass frost on Sunday morning don't forget the clocks go back on Sunday morning as well Uh, but Sunday the nicer day of the weekend it'll be dry and light sunny some milder air our way coming our way as we head into the afternoon so highs of around 13 or 14 degrees and it will stay mostly mild but it could be quite stormy at times into next week that's the forecast thank you very much indeed Excellent reminder, of course, don't forget the clocks go forward this weekend. Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow we'll bring you another four live games. In the Premier League, Watford travel to Stoke. And Odion Ogalo won't get an easier chance in all his career. MK Dons go to QPR in the Championship. And Simon Church gets the second goal for MK Dons. And in League Two, Luton host Plymouth. Marriott takes advantage of the deflection as it was driven in by Bott. And Stevenage heads to Northampton. Stephen, you have got an equaliser. It's Williams who's got it. Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow from two, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. So, um... So... So, uh, all this uh, excitement, fuss and stink uh, surrounding the new um, James Bond film. Uh, what's this? What's this is what I was expecting to be. Um, uh, and I, you know, I, I wouldn't normally go and see a James Bond film. And then I literally, just as I was opening my fader, I remembered I've got two free tickets to um, a local cinema that was rubbish when I went, and I kicked up a stink, and they gave me free tickets. So I'm going to go and see James Bond film for free. Go. On my I, own. Do you know what? Best way to go to the cinema. Best way to go to the cinema on your own. I've got to say, James Bond fil- films don't appeal to me, but I saw Daniel Craig um, do that Casino Royale one. That was boring, that one. No, I quite liked oh, it. That was boring. Is that the one where he gets hit in the doodads with a big bit yeah, of rope? Yeah, 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 with the open chair. It was boring, that one. No, I quite liked it. No, 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 you may have liked it, but you're wrong. That was boring. And then there was a quantum of solace. I liked that, but I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. I couldn't follow the story. It was too right, bad. He's a spy. 
Well, oh, for crying out loud. I didn't understand. I couldn't work out who the bad guy was. Who, was what that the was one with, on. the, with the camp bad guy? No, that was um, another one, wasn't it? I don't know. It's not... just so complicated. These Craig films, right, they've not really grabbed me in the way that Roger Moore... Oh, I don't like Roger Moore. No, he's the best. Roger Moore is the no, best. No, Sean Connery is the best. He's not. His films are rubbish. You watch the Sean Connery films, they're so dated and slow, and it's all just... Roger Moore likes a bit of humour, a little bit of spice, a little bit of casual racism in some of them. Nothing wrong with that. Well, obviously... Sexist wrong as with well. That. Well, the Jake, you talk about sexist, the last Craig film... There's a bit where the woman he's just had it away with, he goes out into the courtyard of the camp bad guy, right? Let me guess. She lives happily ever after. She is tied up, right? And she's got, I think, have I got this right? She's got like a glass of whiskey on her head, right? And he's just just had it his way with her, right? Well, that's always the the kiss of death, isn't it? shoots her in the head. She dies. And he says, well, that was a waste of a glass of whiskey. Gosh. So you say, you say it's not sexist. No, that I'm not. Is... I'm saying they are sexist. No, you said the Roger Moore ones were sexist. Well, they are. Yeah. That but... doesn't say the others aren't. There we go. You see, exactly. Anyway, I'm not I, I, I'm not that, but I'm only going to go because it's uh, because it's free. Joyce is on the line. Morning, Joyce. Good morning. Good morning, Joyce. <laughs> Everyone's morning waving now. at you. We're all waving at you, Joyce. We're all waving at you. <laughs> you don't know what we're waving, though, Joyce. That's the no. problem. I can see you. You should be careful. Oh, bloody, she's looking through the window. There she is. Morning, Joyce. Morning, Joyce. Have Good that. morning. Yes, my love. Just to say, yep. you said this morning yep. you put the clocks forward. Yep, the clocks spring back, fall forward. We all know that po- the, here's the poem. Um, it, when it is spring, the clocks go back. No. Because we used to be under attack. No. When it's autumn, the cocks go forward. <laughs> if you don't, then you're bored. No, you spring forward. In the uh, spring, yes, you, you spring, spring back. Forward. Who's ever heard and of the now phrase? you're going backwards. Who's ever heard of the phrase spring forward? That's insane, Joyce. And we no. have to, the thing is, we have to be careful. On a serious note, we have to be careful because we're the BBC and a lot of people rely on us for uh, fact. So, oh, we, uh, we do. We do need the fact. Exactly, Joyce. And that's why I'm more than happy to remind everybody that the clocks go forward this weekend. Sadly, we lose an hour of sleep. 03459 is the telephone number. Let's have a little bit. Um, oh, here we go. It's a little bit. This is more like it. Ugly pop stars, James Brown. Yep, yeah, one, one of the ugliest. One of the ugliest. And that's it. There's a literally... Oh, no, there's a brilliant picture in the papers. There's a brilliant picture in the papers. Where's the Daily Mirror? Because it's one of my favourite... Oh, kind of pictures. It's um, it's a disabled tortoise, and I don't, I didn't read the story. I don't know what's wrong with the tortoise, but to um, allow the tortoise to, it's got wheels attached to it. A tortoise on wheels. Oh, Kelly's straining to have a little look. They're on the side though. Normally, when you get a dog, they put they put wheels at the back. There's nothing. Honestly, there's nothing more charming than going to um, a run-down farm and seeing a dog running towards you that's got no back legs and instead it's got wheels. It's just, it's just, it's charming. Uh, the Shell's Angel. Oh, clever. That sounds like Hell's Angel. He's got a shell and he's an angel. <coughs> when Harry the Tortoise's swollen leg wouldn't heal, his vet came up with a neat solution. That's obviously written by a child. Super glue, a set of Meccano wheels underneath. Super glue. Super glue, of course. No, super glue. Do you know why, su- why super glue was invented? Do I know why? Yeah. Yes, I do stick know. Things. It's a good one. No, no, no. Yeah, to stick what? Stick what? Um, exactly. Kel- uh, Kath, tell her. 
Injuries. It was a Vietnamese, Vietnam, Vietnam soldiers. The soldiers in Vietnam. Was it made of flour? If or they something? got cut open or they got bullet wounds, they didn't have time to stitch themselves up to keep them on the battlefield. Bit of bostic. Put a bit of prit on there. And they would stick their skin together. Do you know what I bought the other week? That's, I'm really what, that's excited where about. prit gets its name from. They, they mispronounced it. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I've got a hot glue gun. That's going to cause misery. No, it's flipping brilliant. Here's the thing about super glue, right? We're always worn super glue. Oh, got to be so careful with super glue because you get fingers stuck together. And there was always like a story on, on the telly of some kid who'd stuck his eye together and so his fingers were stuck together. He's going to be like that for the rest of his life, yeah. right? Rubbish. I've stuck myself. I've deliberately stuck my fingers together with super glue. You can pull it apart. Even yeah. if you sit there for like an hour watching um, like a um, uh, double uh, edition of Coronation Street, you can sit at the end of it and go, yep. uh, and it pulls apart. The worst you get is crusty. That's the worst that can happen. Right, Gatford. Hello there. How's this poem looking today? Fantastic. Okay, we're asking okay. everyone, of course, to um, call in with their tributes to Kelly Betts, who's leaving next week to go and work as head of catering at BBC Coventry and Warwickshire. It's only, what, Junction 17 up the M1, so it's not too far. Um, as you someone pointed it, out. You? Sorry? You, you'll go and visit, won't you? No, 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 I won't. <laughs> no, 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 don't be silly. People there I don't like, so I won't well. be. Uh, we've been asking people to call in with their tributes. We're going to have a beautiful, beautiful, very, very powerful package that's going to be played next week. Very powerful package of people's thoughts, mm. memories, emotions, tears and sex. Mm. Uh, but, Gatford, what? you've been really struggling to um, to do a flipping poem for her. Do it in the past. It has to be in the past yeah. tense. And it has to mention Kelly Betts. And that's... I've got those two elements okay. in here. So you've actually got Just... it today. Yeah, got it. And I just want to check before I start, is Justin Dealey out nope. in the rain? I nope. don't want to be accused of pneumonia in producing... Ammonia? You know, bits. Pneumonia. I'm, I'm getting ammonia every time you call on. I'm getting... A, I'm ammonia old man now than I was three days ago, Gutford. Well, that, that's what we'll do to you. What, what, is that a threat? Do you I feel threatened? I feel threatened, so technically that, that makes it a threat. Right, OK. Oh... Okay. Deliver on that threat okay. anytime. You Please want. shut up. Yeah. Well, no. Now, no. Uh, so let's have this is Gatford's uh, poetic tribute in the past tense, yeah. mentioning her name to Kelly Betts. Over to you, sir. It's, it's, even, it's even got a title Kelly Betts Remembrance. Yeah, right, okay. <clears throat> the time has passed, has passed for parting. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was, whoa, that, whoa. was that a mistake? The time has passed, has passed. No, no, it just might have just been a bit... Uh, you stammered? Shall I, shall I go again? Yeah, Flipping it, mate. Seriously, I'm on the, I'm on the glass on. bottle, right? Very rarely do I hold glass bottles. I got a glass bottle. I nicked it from a bar last night, right? And I am just thinking exactly where I can shove this glass bottle. It's glass. Right? I'll do better. Away I'll you do go, better. sir. Away you go. The time has passed for parting. Our time well gone to its end. The rest of your life is already starting. No, 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 no! No! The rest of your life is already starting? That's part of I'm so confused. I'm so confused now. Catherine, my uh, tense expert. What tense was that? The rest of your yes. life is already starting? Is, is. Is the present tense, Gatford? Why don't you say was starting? If you put was in there, we could continue. The rest of your life was already started. Oh, That's right, isn't it? That's it. There's no, it's got to be starting. Life... Sta- Shut up. Starting is present. It's got to it be. It was starting. So the, rest, the rest of your life was already started. Oh. Okay. 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. Right? 
You got it. Alan Kelly, I'm sorry. I want this to be right for you. Thank you, Because mate. I know a lot of people are celebrating the fact that you're leaving us, and they're happy, and there's, apparently there's a party next week after you've gone yeah, to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I'm catering gone. for it. Uh, well, good for yeah. you. Yeah, well thank done. You. I think that's out of order. Bit, bring the um, ice cream. Yes, please, mate. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, okay. it's bang out of order. We should be, um, this should be done seriously and with the respect it deserves, it deserves, okay? In fact, maybe we're giving it too much respect. Right, Gatford, for crying out yep. loud, could you I've do your it, poem in the past tense? Okay. On Monday, because we're out of time now. Oh, what? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 southbound is still very slow. There were two accidents here earlier, just after Junction 3 for High Wycombe East. Queues are back to Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. Anti-clockwise M25, we've got delays at Junction 23 for South Mims with queues on the exit slip road to the roundabout there. Uh, the A4010 Bradnam Road southbound in West Wycombe is very, very slow, just before the A40 West Wycombe Road. Uh, the A414 breaks Beardmont Way, that's slow as well, around Leverstock Greenway. A1 southbound is slow from the Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner. I'm Paula Brett from BBC Three Counties Radio. Paula, thank you very much indeed. As, as always, open invitation if you want to uh, do your tributes. In the past tense, please. Ideally not poems. I don't know why people are doing it. You know that I hate poetry on the radio. My heart sinks. Whenever some little old lady folks say, Ian, I've got a poem. I've written a poem. Because I then have to tell an old woman, I don't want to hear your poem. It's going to be rubbish. You want to do a tribute to Kelly that's non-poetic and in the past tense? 03459 455 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Buckinghamshire family still coming to terms with death of terrorist son. Luton murder victim didn't know he was to be a father and talk talk hit by cyber attack. BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they still don't know how he was radicalised. The story of Thomas Evans, who converted to Islam at the age of 19, was told on Channel 4 last night. Mohammed Khalil is the director of Islamics in High Wycombe and advises the police. It's a combination of foreign policy, it's a combination of anger, it's a combination of you know, personal circumstances, it could be anything. There's, as we say, if there are allegedly 2,000 people from the UK that have gone abroad, there's 2,000 reasons individually why that's happened. A court has been told that a 20-year-old man who was stabbed to death in Luton didn't know he was going to become a father. Jordan Maguire was killed by Jason Nelson, who is starting a life sentence for his murder in 2013. Nelson was extradited back to the UK from Trinidad to face trial and will serve a minimum of 27 years. The judge at Luton Crown Court said Jordan Maguire, who'd been dealing cannabis on the Marsh Farm estate, may have turned his life around had he known his girlfriend was pregnant. A gang of robbers will be sentenced today for killing a Hertfordshire millionaire in his own home. 41-year-old Milton Papadopoulos was found dead at his house in Potter's Bar in October last year. One member of the gang, who were all Polish nationals, was found guilty of murder, two others guilty of manslaughter. The three will be sentenced at the Old Bailey.
The phone and broadband provider TalkTalk has admitted that the personal details of its 4 million customers in the UK may have been accessed by hackers. The firm says it suffered a significant and sustained cyber attack. Cybersecurity expert Professor Peter Summer says companies need to make their safeguards more sophisticated to keep one step ahead of the hackers. Part of the problem is just managing growth, uh, having to add um, a lot of additional capacity at short notice, but the quantity and quality of um, cyber attacks increases all the time. There have been lots of similar attacks in the United States and I fear we're going to be seeing more attacks here in the United Kingdom. David Cameron has taken the Chinese president for fish and chips and a pint at the Buckinghamshire pub closest to his country retreat, Chequers. The two leaders were at the plough at Cadston near Princess Risborough yesterday evening. Today the president will end his state visit to the UK with a trip to Manchester Airport where a new route to China is being announced. Luton-based Vauxhall is considering a recall of around 200,000 Zafira models after reports of dozens of the cars catching fire. The problem featured on last night's BBC Watchdog programme is thought to be linked to the heating and ventilation system. In sport, England took an early wicket on day two of the second test against Pakistan in Dubai, with Stuart Broad dismissing Misbah al-Haq for 102 with the fourth ball of the day. Pakistan resumed on 282 for four. A short while ago, they were 320 for five. The weather cloudy with some sunny spells, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I'm going to put you on the spot, Simon. No one would think any less of you if you said no. Kelly Betts is leaving. Mm-hmm. She's out making coffee, thank goodness. I don't know if you want to say a few words about her in, in the past tense that we then play <sighs> over start. a mean, Snow Patrol song or something. Um, Kelly. Oh, Kelly, it's just going to be... It's so hard without you. I, I just can't imagine mornings without your smiling face and your cheery persona at six o'clock in the morning. It, uh, it just will never be the same again. It's coming across as sarcastic, but do you know what? We can, we can run it through a filter and it will sound genuine. Thank you, Simon. Thank you very much indeed. It will literally never be the same again, but that can that can also be a good thing. It will also be a very good thing. Oh three, thank you, Simon. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Talk Talk stories, um, 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 well, it's kind of interesting, but kind of, I, I, I'm trying to think, what would we do about the Talk Talk story? And apart from people phoning up saying, I'm furious, there's not a lot you can do about it, is there? You, you're probably affected by it. If you're with Talk Talk, you will be affected by it. I keep trying to make jokes about the 80s band, but I can't think of any. I don't know the material well enough to do it. You can call in about it. You know the way the show works. I put this stuff out, you can call in about anything. I heard Five Live last night, desperately trying to drum up upset Talk Talk customers. And they had a couple of phone calls from people who were like, yeah, it's a little bit annoying, isn't it? But that was it. There was no... Is there anyone really worried? About the whole talk, you heard about the talk talk. Just had a phone that. call from Jackie who said her sister uh, fell foul of this a few months ago. What a talk talk? Yeah, she said it's been going on for a while. What talk, do you mean? Talk. No, 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 no. Well, the talk talk thing only happened in the last twenty-four no, hours. Jackie's saying it's happened before. What do you mean? What's happened before? She said that she'd been uh, she'd be, had money taken from talk talk. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, it's just one of those things. I, I, I kind of feel we should talk about it, but I don't know. If, is anyone? Well, I do. I'm going to ask the question. Are you that bothered? The fact that Talk Talk's been hacked? Are you living in fear and in panic? 
0459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, the family of a terrorist from High Wycombe has warned that people need to be more aware of the risks of radicalisation because it could happen to anyone. Thomas Evans travelled to Somalia in 2012 to join the Islamist terror organisation Al-Shabaab, responsible for the Kenyan mal shooting. He also married a 13-year-old while he was out there. Well, last night, a documentary followed his mum and his brother, Sally and Michael, as they come to terms with his decision. Uh, well, we can um, grateful that we can talk to both of them now. I think we've got Sally on the line first. Morning, Sally. Morning. <clears throat> Thanks very much for talking to us. Um, how difficult was it making that documentary? And uh, I'm assuming you watched it as well. How hard was it to watch it? Um, I've seen it now four times and it gets harder to watch each time. It's seeing the pictures of him as a little boy that I find the hardest than a, a young lad. What was he like as a little boy? He was just a normal little boy like any other little boy in this country. Funny, sensitive, caring, mischievous like any other child. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was just a normal little boy. Can you... This is such a... Can you pinpoint a moment, Sally, when you thought, oh, he's changed. Do you know, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, it's, it's kind of a vague question because I don't really know how to phrase it. I don't know what that change would necessarily be. But was, was there a moment when you thought, oh, I'm not sure I recognise my son as the boy or the man that he used to be? Um, well, he started, he started practising Islam and that was fine. But after a few months, his 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 views became a little bit... I was concerned. I didn't think it was quite right how he was interpreting Muslim uh, Islam. Sorry, but I didn't really know enough at that time about it to know what what to do. And was he was he a kind of making judgments or criticisms about you and your family as his his kind of advancement in Islam progressed? Yes, later on he did. What kind constantly. of stuff was he? What kind of stuff was he calling you out on? Um, things that I used to cook in the home. He didn't like music on in the house. At Christmas time, he wouldn't even come in the front room if the Christmas decorations was up. It was just everything, really, he judged us on. He wouldn't use my pots and pans and that because he thought they were contaminated. Oh. And as a mum... I- how did that make you f- make you feel? Did you think it was a phase? Did it? I mean, it, it must have been concerning. Yeah, it was concerning, and yeah, I hoped that he would sort of um, pass through it, but obviously, he never did. He went out to Somalia and, and, and he spoke to you. Did, how did he, did he phone you up, or, or, or what was the deal? Well, he was missing for five months before we heard from him from Somalia. Right. Um, and the first call was very emotional, and he told us that he he travelled to Somalia and that he had joined Al Shabab, who at that time I didn't really know who they were. No, of course not. You wouldn't. Um, I'm, I'm guessing. What did you go and Google them or something? Yeah, he told us to go and look at a particular website about them. And what did that? Did. And what did that website tell you? Um, it was just really preaching about Al Shabab and what they were going to be doing for Somalia and, the, and its people. Yeah. 
Yeah. When you found out, Sally, that it was a terrorist organisation and, um, you know, some of the, the horrible things they'd been involved with and the fact that, that also that, that um, Thomas married a 13-year-old girl, how did, I, 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 I'm trying to talk to you as a parent because I've got two boys who are five and three and I'm just trying to imagine the transformation from, you know, normal little boys to, into to someone that would go and do this. How, how did you react to that? It's very difficult to put it into words how you feel. It's like um, I couldn't believe that he was taken in by all of this, that he decided that was the way to be living. And the first couple of years while he was in Somalia, it, it wasn't... He seemed to become more radicalised the longer he was in Somalia. I feel. Mm. Did he tell you why he'd done it? I mean, that's the question, isn't it? Everyone wants to know about these people that, that that get turned and go off and join these groups. Why? Uh, he didn't want to burn in hell. Wow. And that that and that was his biggest fear for Michael and I that we will burn in hell. And that's, I guess, it's fascinating you said that because you can't argue with that logic, can you? If if that's what they believe, if that's what someone believes. You yeah. can't argue with that. You can give them facts and figures and all kinds of stuff, but if they believe that if by not doing what they're doing, they'll burn in hell, yeah, you can't win that argument, can you? No, he was. That was his. Totally believe that that we that, that we will burn in hell anyway because we were we were non-Muslims, but and he didn't want to burn in hell. But sadly, I think he will be. Do you believe that? That must be a tough thing. Know. Yeah, that must be I a don't. tough thing to say about your own son. I miss my son Thomas desperately, but Hakeem. No, I have to be honest. But I think it's best that he's no longer with us because of what he's become. Sally, I'm really sorry for the loss of Thomas. Uh, and again, it's that differentiation between that your that boy that grew up in your house and then yeah. that bloke that went to Somalia, they, they, they are almost different people, aren't they? Totally different. Totally different. Hakeem was, was not like my son at all. That's not what I raised him to be. Mm. Sally, you, you, your other son Michael's there, isn't he? Can I have a word with him? Yes, you can. Thanks Thank very you. much for talking to us this morning. I really appreciate it. Hello. Hi, Michael. You are right? I'm not bad, thank you. Um... I'm I'm really sorry for the loss of your brother. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I personally, I you know, I I cannot I can't mourn someone who did that, but I can be sympathetic and empathetic with a family that have lost a son and a brother. How, how did you you found out in a particularly unpleasant way that he died, didn't you? Yeah, I I got back from a weekend with friends, uh, and my mum. I could just tell someone wasn't right for mum when I got in, and she said she had received a phone call from a journalist asking how she felt about the death of her son. Oh, blimey. And that's the first we'd heard of it. Oh, dear. Um, so I, the, I found the easiest way to find anything about Al-Shabaab out to go on Twitter. And I went on there, searched his Muslim name, and the first thing I found was a picture from the Kenyan Defence Force that they had all the bodies lined out in the street and put a picture of them online. And we, could just, we just knew it was him from that. What was that like? You get a phone call saying, your son's dead. Uh, and then you go and see a picture of your dead brother on Twitter. I, I can't even begin to imagine what that must be like. It was it's devastating, but at the same time relieving because he's not out there to hurt anybody anymore. 
I mean, that's that's really hard to say because mm. you know in the grieving process you should be uh, you know I, I miss my brother but then I also find myself grieving for the innocent people that he's hurt mm. and the families that still have to live the pain of things that my brother was responsible for. How did you get on as brothers when you were kids? Is is he older or younger than you? No, he's he was two years older than me. Okay, how, how did you get on? Kind of usual, you know, scrapping, you know, kind of that brotherly sort of thing. Um, to be honest, we had the same group of friends. I mean, we right. were almost best mates when we were growing up. Yeah. We, yeah, and he was just, you know, funny, caring. And yeah, we were brothers. We were always playing tricks and jokes on each other. But at the end of the day, we were always there for each other. And when he uh, turned, for want of a better phrase, did you argue with him? Could you engage with him and, and, and you know, try and convince him that what he was spouting was, was nuts? Um, you could try to. And, and me, me and my mum did. We had arguments, you know, not on a nightly basis because it's almost like um, we had a stranger living in the house with us. And you couldn't argue with him because he knew, you know, he thought he knew all the answers. And if we called him out on anything, we were racist. And, um, you know, he would be able to say something to him and he'd quote, he'd quote the Bible back to mm. us. You know, he'd quote the Quran, he'd quote anything. And it was just almost impossible, like you're arguing with a brick wall. Well, as, as, as I said to um, to your mum, if, if someone's argument is, well, if I don't do this, I'm going to burn in hell, you can't win against that, can you? No. At that point, they'd gotten... But it, he was just too far down the line that I don't think there was any bringing him back. Hey, here's a thought. Have you and your mum had any grief from people, you know, from people who, 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 who have only got, like, a little whiff of the story and don't know the full facts? Has anyone, you, you know, blamed you or your mum for, for what your brother did? I mean, on social media and online, I mean, I have seen comments like that. Yeah. But, you know, that's inevitable. People have an opinion. Um, I think if they if they were put in our situation, in our shoes, their opinion would change. But, you know, coming in the last few days, I've kind of come to realise that I don't, if the comments are good or bad, it doesn't matter because it's still got people talking about the issue and that's mm. the most important thing. And you, you, you two know the truth. You know, the, the, you're, the, you're the only ones that know the truth and what happened. Um, I'm really sorry that you lost your brother and I'm really sorry that your mum lost her son and um, I'm also really grateful that you've both made this film last night and that you, you've come on to talk to us. I think it's really important what you've, uh, what you've got to share. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank All right. you. Take care. Thank you very much indeed. Deary, deary me. What a, what, what a brave couple of people there, Sally and um, uh, Michael, wasn't it? Yes. Um, talking about um, their son and their brother. Gosh, doesn't that make you think? 03459 555555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 southbound is still very slow at the moment. We had two different accidents at Junction 3 for Loudwater a little earlier on. Both those lanes that were shut have now reopened, but it's very busy back to Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout. Anti-clockwise M25, we've got queues at Junction 23 for South Mims on the exit slip road to the roundabout there. Bradenham Road southbound in West Wycombe is slow just before the junction for the A40 West Wycombe Road. Breakspear Way, slow moving queues around Leverstock Greenway as well, and the A1 Barnet Bypass southbound. We've got delays at Apex Corner. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Paula. 8.17, Friday the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they're still coming to terms with his death. 
A man is starting a life sentence for murdering Jordan Maguire on Luton's Marsh Farm estate. And the phone... Oh, excuse me, a little bit windy, Pops, guys. This is a t- I only have four hours late. Bear with me. The phone and broadband provider TalkTalk Talk has admitted that the personal details of its four million customers in the UK may have been accessed by hackers. Every weekday from three. It's not just about what we bring you. Starting off on the M25, it's particularly heavy-moving anti-clockwise. It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only eat off my ironing board. Your stories. Every room in the house was just... I was climbing over mountains of rubbish. Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the the traffic wardens are so busy. So the culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, that poor family, isn't it? So I've got no, um, no um, sympathy. You know, I'm, I'm glad the fella's dead. You know, if, if that's what he was getting up to. But um, I'm, I'm, you, you can't help but feel sorry for that mum and that, that uh, her, her other son who've, who've lost. You know, that little boy. They've lost a little boy. You look at your kids. You know, you imagine flipping it. What, what, what could they become? That poor brave woman and brave. Uh, a bit patronising to call people brave, I think, but. You know, fair play for them coming out and talking about it. Kind of sticks a pin in the idea that these people are only um, vulnerable if they've not got family behind them. Yeah, yeah. And and do you know what? That's the most revealing thing I've heard about why they do it. He's he's worried he was going to burn in hell if he didn't. Mm. You can't win that argument. There's nothing because you're you're arguing against against a fairy story. You're arguing against insanity. You're arguing against a belief that is so nonsensical that logic and fact just just melt as soon as they approach it. If I don't do this, Mum, I'm going to burn in hell. I'm worried. You're going to burn in well, hell, and they're expecting you to argue against it because they think you're being influenced by the devil, for heaven's sake. You cannot. Uh, if someone, why are you doing that? Oh, if I don't, I'm going to burn in hell. Ah, okay. I, there's, there's no point in, in me giving you facts or statistics or anything because who's dropped out now? Oh, we've got a little bit of confusion, but I'm going to go and sort it out. Okay. Uh, there's, you know, there's no point in giving you um, uh, uh, facts because it ain't going to work. Yeah, if I don't do this, mum, I'm going to burn in hell. Well, uh, you know, again, I hope it doesn't sound patronising. What an incredible woman, and um, her other boy as well. She's, she's, um, they're doing a good job. Oh three four five nine, four double five, five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can send me a text eight one three double three. Start your text three CR as well. There's always a story uh, about a nutty woman feeding the birds. There's always a story. One thousand pounds price of feeding the birds. Pensioner fine. We're supposed to be on the side of this pensioner, but flip a neck. Pensioner fined after dozens of pigeons, jackdaws and seagulls flock to her garden. There's a picture of her doing a glum face. <laughs> pensioner has been left with a £1,000 court bill for feeding the birds in her own back garden! Brenda Hawkins, 74, was hauled to court after neighbours complained about flocks of pigeons, jackdaws and seagulls descending on her home daily. Likening it to a scene from that film that's got all them birds in it. What's it called? What's it called? After being fined £1,000 for nuisance, she was told the penalty would be as much as £2,500 next time if she continued putting out food and a refusal to pay could result in a jail sentence. The thing is, it then shows a picture of her garden, right? 
There's flipping hundreds of pigeons in there. And pigeons are dirty, dirty little... Do you know what? I was against I was against it when it was Ken, wasn't it? It was Ken Livingstone who had the thing to get rid of the pigeons in Trafalgar Square. I kind of thought it was a bit mean-spirited. And they had, um, I think they had poison and they had a hawk for a while and they um, banned uh, people selling it and they would uh, arrest people who, who selling bird food and they'd arrest people that went and fed the birds. Trafalgar Square is flipping brilliant now all the pigeons have gone. It's brilliant now that you can't drive around it and all the pigeons are gone. Brilliant! Locals in the seaside town of Ross-on-Sea, uh, North Wales, said up to 100 birds arrived in her garden every day. 100 birds! Flipping heck! 03459 455 555 this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, there's a surprise. Buzzkill. More than 400 young people in the three counties were caught without a TV licence in the past year. TV licensing said that the majority of people under 25 believe they are unlikely to get found out. Anyone discovered watching TV without a licence faces a criminal prosecution and a fine of up to £1,000. Andrew Allison is from uh, the Freedom Association, which runs the Axe the TV Tax campaign. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. What's your beef with the TV licence? It's not fit for the 21st century. It's, uh, it's, it's very much a, a, an early 20th century uh, solution to fund broadcasting when there was only one broadcaster. So How do- it, really is as simple, it really is as simple as that. Uh, I mean, if you look at smart TVs now, for, 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 for example, you could be watching live TV, catch-up TV from any services. You could be watching something on Netflix or Amazon. Uh, you could be watching things on YouTube. Um, all the different multimedia options that we've got at the moment. And yet we still, if we want to watch any live television at all from any broadcaster, have to pay this fee to, to the BBC, irrespective of whether we watch it or not. It's just something of yesteryear. How... Should um, the the BBC be funded in that case? We think that the BBC should uh, should be funded by voluntary subscription. You know, if the BBC is as good as it says it is, at excellent value of 40 pence a day, then it really would move to subscription in a heartbeat. It wouldn't have a problem at all. The problem is, and I can, I can, I, I tell you, you know, I was, we had a fellow on from the TV licensing. Um, I don't know what they called a bureau uh, 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 earlier on, and he, he didn't seem to quite, quite accept the fact that, that watching TV now is not the same experience it was even twenty years ago. You know, the, 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 the fact that you know I can go on my phone now and I can watch EastEnders from last night. I wouldn't want to because it's rubbish, but I, I, I have the option. Entirely with you. Uh, and here's the thing: you, you want to save the BBC a hundred million pounds a year? Scrap that rubbish. But that's by the by. Um, it, it isn't the same experience but the, the the problem that the bbc have, one of the problems the bbc have always had is the tv license is a misleading name isn't it because it, it doesn't just cover the tv it covers the radio it covers it covers the online services it covers all of the services and there's no way of um policing you know someone listening to radio one for example in their car is there no, there isn't, but of course Radio 1 could be funded by advertising, or if you say that uh, certain radio, let's think of things like Radio 4, and I also put in uh, BBC Local Radio, and it's not just because I'm talking to you, but I do say this to everyone, but I think BBC Local Radio is important to people, um, and I do know that through through the various emails and communications I have, then of course all of this could be fu- could be financed through a funding pot um, that's, that's funded through general taxation. If it's deemed as something that the market is not providing, then it could be funded for, say, through general taxation. Um, I'm surprised. You may be surprised, no, Andrew. I, I kind of agree with 
quite a bit of your arguments. Do you know what? And, and, and the licence fee, uh, it feeds my kids and it, it, it pays my mortgage. And I do, I do genuinely think, and this isn't me, you know, kind of towing the BBC line, I do genuinely think it's, it's a bargain. And for, for all of the stuff that you get, it is a bargain. Uh, the BBC is far too flabby, though. You mean, you could get rid of half of the BBC local radio stations and still provide a very, very decent service. There's certainly ways of, of trimming things back. I just kind of think that the BBC... It is different from ITV, isn't it? It is different from Channel 4. It is. It, it, it does retain an independence that, that those other stations don't have. And it would be a shame, wouldn't it, to, you know, like have things like adverts and stuff like that. And, and the, 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 the subscription service, it would be hard to police with the BBC, wouldn't it? Unlike Sky, whereas you've got a Skybox and they can switch your channels off if they want. You can't do that with the BBC. I was on a panel discussion last year with uh, John Whittingdale, who's now Culture Secretary, but he was chairman of the Culture, Media and Sports Select Committee. Oh, he hates uh, us. And uh, he, he doesn't actually. He hates that us. Is, that, is, that, is, that is the strange thing. He Go doesn't. Uh, and, but, he, but he did say this. I'll just quote something for him. He said, you may remember Freeview was originally a project which ITV created and was in desperate trouble. It was bailed out by the BBC, and Greg Dyke, Greg Dyke was quite open that the condition of bailing out Freeview was that the set-top boxes should not have conditional access systems. And that was because the BBC knew that if every household in the country had a conditional access system in their set-top box, it made it very easy to move over to a subscription basis. So in many ways, the BBC has deliberately made sure that it is very difficult to move over to a subscription yeah. basis. And it's, it's been done quite deliberately. Um, do you like the BBC? I mean, do you, do you, do you enjoy the BBC? I enjoy listening to things like Radio 4. I get a lot of news from Radio yeah. 4. And I do enjoy a lot of the documentaries that are on the BBC. And uh, if someone said to me, would you voluntarily subscribe? Then I probably would. But that's what it's about. It's about yeah. choice. You know, my 16-year-old son never watches or hardly ever watches live television. It doesn't really consume BBC content at all. And yet in a couple of years' time, he'll be going off to university and he'll be one of these sort of 400 people who'll be targeted and said, you better pay your TV licence if you want to watch live TV, there, uh, even, even though you hardly ever watch it. There does seem to be... I don't like the criminalisation of people because they don't pay the TV licence. There does seem to be... Uh, I, I've had the knocks on the door when I've, you know, I've moved house and I've just forgotten to get a licence. You get the knocks on the door... Um, and you are treated like dirt. Those letters that they send, you've not paid your TV... There isn't, there isn't a threatening air about them, isn't there? There, there certainly is. And uh, I remember moving uh, one house and we hadn't quite sold the other house. And then once a month, there was a, you know, a threatening letter arriving uh, on the doorstep. But, I mean, if you decriminalise non-payment of the licence fee, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden people are not going to pay because it would then become a civil offence. That means you're going to get a county court judgment, CCJ, against you, which makes it very difficult to obtain credit. Now, there's no one who wants to, for example, uh, obtain a, a mortgage is going to risk a, a CCJ against the name just for £145.50 a year. They're not going to do that. So I don't buy into this argument that if you de decriminalise non-payment, yeah. all of a sudden the BBC's income is, is going to suddenly drop. I don't believe that at all. Andrew, how am I going to afford my um, sports cars and my um, um, ladies of the night and my luxury apartment in Spain. How am I going to afford that if we get rid of the TV licence? Well, I think, first of all, I think you should tell your wife that you've got all of that. Oh, blimey. <laughs> yeah, well, She's going to kill me. But I think the BBC will thrive. You know, I was talking to one of your colleagues who, who works for, uh, for Radio 4 a few weeks ago, and he said to me, if the BBC had been privatised in the 1970s and the 1980s, it could have, could have been as big as Google now. In, in many ways, the BBC mm. brand is enormous around the world. And it could be an even bigger company than it, than it is now. It just needs to uh, untie itself from the apron strings of, of the licence fee and yeah. just, you know, and, and, and enter into, into the brave new world. Andrew, really interesting talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Thanks a lot, Andrew Allison from the uh, Freedom Association, which runs the Axe the TV tax campaign. We were supposed to have an opposing view there, and there was, I believe the technical term is a balls-up? No, I don't think it was a balls-up. Well, it certainly wasn't ours. Okay. Um, we were supposed to be speaking to one person who was a media analyst. Yeah. She, at the last minute, passed it on to a colleague who was going to do it on her behalf. We phoned the colleague. The colleague was having her breakfast and thought it was going to happen on Monday. At least that was the story. That was the story that was told to us. It seems to have all happened us. when it became a head-to-head. Mm, very interesting. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've still got delays on the M40 southbound. There were two accidents earlier on uh, between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout. Those queues are very, very slow moving through there. Having a look at the A40 London Road eastbound, delays through here around the junction for Hatters Lane. A404 Marlow Hill, that's uh, very slow between the A40 and Marlow Road. Hemel Hempstead now on Breakspear Way, we've got slow moving queues around Leverstock Greenway. The A1 southbound is queuing between the Holiday Inn at the A5135 and Stirling Corner and the A1 Barnet Bypass southbound. You've got delays as you approach Apex Corner as well. I'm Paul Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they're still coming to terms with his death. The story of Thomas Evans, who converted to Islam at the age of 19, was told on Channel 4 last night. A gang of robbers will be sentenced today for killing a Hertfordshire millionaire in his own home and millions of people are waiting to see whether they've been affected by what's been described as a significant and sustained cyber attack on the telecoms company Talk Talk. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Two wickets so far for England on day two of the second test against Pakistan in Dubai. Pakistan resumed on 282 for four. A short while ago, they were 337 for six. In last night's Europa League matches, Liverpool drew one all with Ruben Kazan in new manager Jurgen Klopp's first home game. Tottenham lost 2-1 away to Anderlecht. In tomorrow's football, Watford head to Stoke in the Premier League. Head coach Kike Flores is looking to increase their goal threat but remain tight in defence. I am really, really happy with the players. They are working well. And of course, uh, the most important thing is to create a balance always between the, the goals we are able to score and to uh, and we concede. And uh, while we con- keep the balance, uh, we are safe. In the Championship, Simon Church and Ben Reeves could return for Milton Keynes-Dons at QPR. They were on the bench for Tuesday's defeat at Huddersfield. In League Two, Wickham host Carlisle, Stevenage go to Northampton and Luton host leaders Plymouth. Scott Griffiths could return for the Hatters at left-back as they look to close the 10-point gap to the Devon side. Justin Rose leads the Hong Kong Open golf by one stroke on nine under after the second round. But Woburn's Ian Poulter is just two shots back, having entered the tournament at the last minute in a bid to maintain his Europe. European Tour membership. Poulter only arrived in Hong Kong the night before the tournament. I don't play to take part, I try and play to win. So even coming in as late as I did, you know, focusing on shooting a good score, obviously uh, yesterday and today, was really key. And, you know, I know this golf course, I've, I've shot 60 round here before. So albeit that I hadn't played a practice round, but I've got good memories on this golf course. 
First practice takes place this afternoon, our time, for Sunday's United States Grand Prix. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton could clinch the title this weekend. And Hemel Hempstead's Max Whitlock takes part in the World Gymnastics Championships, which start in Glasgow this afternoon. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at nine. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine, so fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty it's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay Hey, hey I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Ah, that's sad just spent the last 1 minute and 46 seconds on eBay looking for Lee Major's album. I don't think there is a Lee Major's album. I know he had a single out. I know he had a... S- Oi! Oh. I know he had a single out, Dave, but I don't think he had an album out. I don't know, mate. Neither do I. Well, hang on a minute. It's no. only Dave Luton, everybody. Flippin' yeah. heck! Yeah, what's the problem? What, Sorry? It was a problem. There's no problem, boss. We just thought that well, you'd, um, you know, you'd, um... No. What? Do you remember what you said to me the last time I was on? I, I remember what I was thinking. No, no, you said it. No, that's thinking. What, what did I say, Dave? Because I know what's... I, I know what's going on in my head. Because I saw it was yeah. Dave Luton. I didn't realise it was yeah. you. I thought it was just another oh. one, right? Yeah. And then I, yeah. then I spoke to you. And yeah. then I heard your um, your voice, and then my, this noise went off in my head. Yeah. Oh, they go together well, don't they? It's the Dave Luton Alarm. Yeah. Great name for a band, guys. BBC right. reintroducing the Dave Luton Alarm. Yeah. Anyway, David, it's great to know that you're still alive. Where's that yeah, tenor well, you owe me? Well, you see, you banned me for six months last time I come on. No. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, did you say you was tired this morning? Yes, mate. I was just under four hours sleep, but I'm being very brave. Oh, are you, are you trying to wind us all up? What? Hang on a minute. Wait, four, wait. Times you, four times you said this morning, the clocks go forward. Yes, mate. They go back, mate. They go, yeah, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. You're right. They do go back. You're ba- yeah, you're backwards. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. They do go back. No, no, you said forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four yeah. times. Yeah, the clocks go back in spring. No, the clocks go... Hang on a minute. I'm confused. What do you think happens? 
The clocks go backwards. Yeah, exactly. In they spring, go back an hour. They, they yeah, go in back spring an hour. they go. Yeah, in spring they go back an hour, so we get yeah. an extra hour's daylight. And in the autumn they go forwards, yes, making right. it a little bit darker, just in time for but Father Christmas. Not, but this is not that time. This is now going backwards. You're right going here. backwards in a minute. You're you going to go are. backwards onto my fist. Huh? Well, you're not picking up for me. Why you be too old and ugly? Well, you ain't ugly now, aren't you? Oh, look at you! Go take it to it, just because you've lost the argument. That's the equivalent of saying I'm going to burn in hell. Just because you've lost the argument. No, no, you've lost the argument. No, I've not lost the argument. You, you, you have. You haven't got. A, we're not you, even having you an haven't argument. Got a froggiest. What you do it here, have you? A froggiest. Yeah, you haven't got the, the cogs go back in the spring. We get an extra hour of daylight because it's summer. They go forward well, in the autumn, so it's darker because not... it's winter. But you know nothing. You're a dangerous man. So are you, mate. Yeah, you and you're exactly, and so are you, mate. Yeah, so are you, mate. Yeah, exactly, and so are you, mate. Have you got a problem with that? Yeah, I've got a problem with that. Oh well, I'll have to come down to one and see you. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. You, you can do that. You can actually do that because we've got a window and it looks out onto the right. park. So you're more than welcome to come down and. Uh... Love, love you, Kath. Love you, Kelly. No, hang on a minute. Now listen, David. Please don't go. Please don't go, Kelly. Hello. Now, Kelly, as you know, is leaving at the end of next week. Yes. Yeah. Would you like to? You right, Kath? <laughs> yeah. She's really sad. Uh, that was, that was an unusual choice of lyric to come from Dave Luton's mouth. So, we're asking everyone to record a tribute to her. Go on, Ed. Sing it, go on, sing it. I'm t- no, I've been singing it to Ke- uh, Kelly this morning. Well, sing it, sing it now to the boys and no, girls. That's all I know, that's all I know. Please go don't go. Hello? Why is he just, what, phone him back? He's just hung up. <laughs> phone him back. <laughs> don't hang up. I wanted to know what the rest of the song was and what the meaning was behind Babe. it. Babe! I love you so, and I want you to know that I, I don't need your love. Please don't go. You can go, but not Kelly. So we were asking people to record tributes to Kelly Betts in the past tense. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Okay. The past. Correct. The past. The past. Yes. Okay. Mm. So could you do that then, please? No. No, not now. Please don't go. Hello? You switch me back off again? Oh, I wish. All I want... Yeah, I, I, I wish you and all, mate. Sue. I wish you, I wish you. I wish you. Where's my mate, Just? You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. You mean, you mean the tall fellow with the blonde hair? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah. just record just a past tense. <clears throat> oh. No, I can't, sorry. No, why? I can't do that. Why can't you do that? No, no, I can't do the past tense. You just did. Oh, did I? Yeah. Is that I all just, you want me for? I just did. No, I, all, is that all you want me for? Yes. Because I'm so big as he, busy, mate. So big as he? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so big as he, so Okay. All right. Ooh, someone's had a pint this morning. No, so, I don't think. The past, do you know what the, do you know what the past tense means? Yeah, the past. Of our past, not of our future. So say a sentence in the past tense. Oh, yeah. Is this um, Radio 4? Yes. Say a sentence in the past tense. Mm. I can't. Why? Because I can't say the past. The the past tense would be... um, 
I really enjoyed it when I came round to your house, Dave, and played Mortal Kombat on your Mega Drive. I haven't got a Mega Drive. SNES. I haven't got, no, I haven't got none of that. GameCube. That's all right, mate. So, is this conversation actually happening? Yeah. So that's the past tense. The past tense was, we went out and had a nice night at Nando's and then snogged at the bus stop. Oh, did you? That's past tense. Yeah, not with me, you didn't, did you? Right, all right, tell you what, you, you do a tribute to Kelly and then I'll translate it into the past no, no, tense. No, 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 I, I've, I've done the tribute to Kelly. When? Please, please don't go. Please don't go. That's it. Bye, Dave. Yeah, all right, nice to talk to you. No, it's not. Don't lie. <laughs> don't lie. It is not. He's afraid of the past, isn't he? So much. He is afraid. Don't go back to the past. Lived so in the much in that phone call there <laughs> that um, is going to keep me going. There's a lot in your inbox right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a little look-see. Oh, flipping it. You've been busy. Look at that. Thanks very much indeed. Bigsy. She's been Bigsy. <laughs> utter, utter plum. Utter plum. Oh. Uh, have we got any Texas? Yeah, we've got one from Nobby in Northampton. He's that today. Oh. He's normally something else. Okay. Dave Luton is a ledge. Get him on every day. Amen. I don't believe his name is Dave Luton, says Stuart from Woburn Sands, apparently. Okay. okay. Um, big respect for Sally and her son doing that documentary. I was talking about the um, Evanses. I watched it. They were brave doing that. Religion is the cancer of the earth. How many people have died over the years because of it? People use it as an excuse to abuse well, and kill well, all over something that there is no proof exists, it Scott. Also, it also brings a lot of comfort to millions of people as well. I used to buy into the world. How many wars have we had started? Yeah, loads of wars, actually. But... The, that then ignores the converse. Actually, brings a lot of um, it, it brings a, a lot of um, happiness and joy and comfort to people who perhaps otherwise um, might not have it. Just checking. Can I just check something? See if this works. Hang on. How do I stop this? My computer's gone to uh, completely gone to cock. You know, we were talking about accents earlier on. Yeah. Peter and Warmer Green keeps sending one message, oh. and it's quite crackers. Phone him up. To get him. Dave, should we get Peter and Warmer Green on? Do you know what he's going to talk about? I don't know, mate. Neither do I. Okay. Wow. I don't know, mate. <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> he literally is the best thing of, on this. Well, this was good this though. Earth. No, I totally disagree with sex of the robot. Do you, what do you think, Dave? <laughs> I don't know, mate. Neither do I. Okay, listen. Thank you very much indeed. That's um, that's what we're dealing with. Oh. Him singing, please don't go. Really was um, moving. It was it was moving something. It definitely was moving something. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, we, we should get Dealey on to plug his show tomorrow. He's, he's, Dealey does. Um, he's th- going to come on to um, do back perfect pop stars in a bit, so he could, oh, do, he could do a double. Beautiful. Okay. Well, um, here's, here's a message to uh, all of uh, uh, all of the Kelly Bats. Please don't go. Sorry. Please don't go. Huh? Please don't go. Sorry. Please don't go. Please don't go. Okay. Hang on a minute. I can. Uh, let me just hang on, let me move this there. It's weird how that is making me want to leave quicker. <laughs> it's making me want to flip and leave. Come with me. Um, I'm t- uh, do you reckon you could get me a job? I could there? get you a job in catering at Coventry and Warwickshire. Do you reckon? Yeah, man, I own it now. Hang on a minute, I've just I've just started. I own the place. To, it, uh, I've got a new venture that I'm working on. It's called the Dave Luton Choir. Uh, they go like this. Oh, hang on a minute, I've got my. Uh, yeah, this is the new. This is my new project, guys. Please don't go. 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 I don't know, mate. Neither do I. Neither of him knows. I'm playing with me, Dave's. Please don't go. Please don't go. Please don't go. 
God. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. The show really has just oh, petered out, hasn't it? It's just petered Speaking out. Speaking of Peter, where is he? I don't, I don't think he made it. Uh, I'm to, there's nothing. There really is the. Uh, oh, hang on. What's this? What's this? There's something in the papers. So Dealey's on at, well, at Saturdays now. Yeah. I think we've got travel now. Look, Dealey's on Saturdays, uh, nine, six till nine, the Saturday breakfast. Then midday till two. It's me and Catherine, literally sat here. Well, we we kind of we'll do it. We'll do it again this week. We've been periscoping it as well. It's where I set up my phone in the studio, and if you've got the app or you've got a computer, you can watch us doing the radio show. I don't quite know what the point of it of it is, but um, I'll give it another go again. Um, oh, we go. Who's the texter? Uh, Ian, you were right. Dave was wrong. Uh, the clocks spring back in March and fall forwards in October. Well done for letting everyone know that. Absolute pleasure. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're still seeing delays on the southbound M40 after an accident between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross Roundabout. A40 London Road eastbound is slow around Hatters Lane at the moment. A404 Marlow Hill. We've got queues between the A40 and Marlow Road. Brokespear Way in Hemel Hempstead. That's slow around Leverstock Greenway as well. The A1 Barnet Bypass southbound. We've got queues at Apex Corner. Uh, the A6 Bedford Road southbound. We've got delays uh, at the junction of the A507 as well. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Paula, thank you very much. You and the whole uh, travel team will be relieved to know there was no Lee Majors album, but there was a B-side to The Full Guy. And I've got the B-side to The Full Guy. In a few moments, we'll be hearing Lust in a Lady's Eyes by Lee Majors. How does it sound? Before that, it's 8.46, it's Friday the 23rd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wycombe family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they're still coming to terms with his death. A gang of robbers will be sentenced today for killing a Hertfordshire millionaire in his own home. And the phone and broadband provider Talk Talk has admitted that the personal details of its four million customers in the UK may have been accessed by hackers. Here comes the weather. After that, lust in a lady's eyes. The B-side to the full guy theme by the six million dollar man. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's a dry but a rather cloudy day today. We started off on a rather chilly note, particularly for some of the rural spots of Hertfordshire in particular, where we saw largely clear skies last night. But temperatures now picking up quite nicely. There'll be plenty of cloud around for the rest of the day and uh, it will tend to thicken as well. Staying dry, I think, for the rest of the day too. We're looking at top afternoon temperatures of around 12 or 13 Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit. It's a southwesterly breeze and it'll tend to pick up as we head uh, towards the end of the day as well. So, so far, it's a boring but it will be a bit more exciting over the weekend. Overnight tonight, then it's looking dry and cloudy, lows of around 10 or 11 degrees. And then into tomorrow, it will be a dry start, but we are going to see a very active cold front give us some outbreaks of rain into the afternoon. So turning wet and really quite windy for a time, some strong gusts of wind too, and leaving behind it some very cold air. So it will be a very chilly start to the day on Sunday. I think there'll be fairly widespread rural grass frost and um, and a lovely day on Sunday, actually. Lots of sunshine around it will stay dry. Don't forget the clocks go back on Sunday morning as well so we can look forward to some uh, to some lighter lighter mornings uh, darker evenings of course and an extra hour in bed for many of us as well the air will turn a bit milder on sunday and generally looking quite mild but possibility um, of it turning quite stormy at times into next week that's the forecast
She may wear subtle perfume, dress in all the classic clothes, to try and hide the fires inside she doesn't want exposed. There are certain feelings that nothing can disguise. You can always see the lust in a lady's eyes. Naughty lady, naughty eyes, lusty eyes, ladies' you eyes. You can always tell the difference in the way a woman speaks. Ladies, choose words carefully. The others just talk cheap. And when the bedroom lights go off and words all turn to sighs, you can always see the lust in the lady's eyes. I'm a um, oh. think she's fooling everyone, but who's got time to care? All that counts is what she. This song is a little bit, um... It's a little bit, um... Yeah, it's a bit rapey. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But she had, she had lust in her eyes in ten years. It's just... She may give the slight impression That she'll never give too much There we go, yeah, it's... When in truth, the deepest... Okay, right. I t- yeah, listen, listen, listen. Lee Majors. You may be bionic, right? You may be bionic, but no means no. I mean, that, that's something we've learned. Weren't the 70s a weird and a mysterious place, huh? Weren't they? Wowzers. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. I mean, he's still going on. That goes on for like that's nearly four minutes of um of um. Been banging on about how they always been banging on. Whether you want him to or not, it's in your eyes. I'm Colt Seavers, the six million dollar man. Was he called Colt or Cole? Well, in um, the full guy was Colt. Right. And in the six million dollar man, he was Cole. Was it? Yeah, it was Cole. I thought it was Steve. No, 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 no. Cole Stevers. <laughs> Steve. You're right, Just. He's still going on. Hang on. Too much. When in truth, the deepest. Part of her oh, not that again. <laughs> In truth, <laughs> the mean. deepest part of her is yeah. aching to be touched. What, a pancreas? That is a lyric and a half, isn't it? <laughs> it's very good. Bionic, that no means no. That was number one, right? The only person, the thing is, the only person that could fend him off is the bionic woman. <laughs> Lindsay Wagner. Uh, or Wonder Woman. Anyway, Justin. Yes, boss. We've dealt with ugly pop stars. Mm-hmm. Now we're dealing with perfect pop stars. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've just uh, slipped some audio into your running order. <laughs> Don't you start. <laughs> what? What? I'm, what? What? I'm just saying. Um, so yes, I've been out into the streets this morning. Uh, yeah. Dunstable, I have to say, um, on top form today. Oh, fa- fantastic! Yeah. Thank you, Dunst. Yeah, thank you, Dunst. It means the world. <laughs> did you so, know this is a fact? Did you know that Kirsten Dunst, um, when she was choosing it, Dunst is not her real name. Um, she chose it um, from Dunstable. That I is a did, fact. Yeah, I did hear. So that, that's fact, not fiction. That's Seriously, fact, not fiction. Kirsten Dunst was. Um, she had to come up with a showbiz name, mm. um, and she had family that I think were from what county is Dunstable in? Bedfordshire. Yeah, she Bedfordshire. <laughs> I heard that she did consider Kempst for a while, yep. Kempston, but then Kempston, she saw yep. Dunst and she thought, ah, hang yeah, on. Yeah, it's just, mm. uh, that is actually true. Kirsten Dunstable wow. is her full, to give her a full title. 
Oh, local. Lady local. actress Kirsten Dunstable to give her a f- and it, but she has an umlaut over the dunst. Dunst. Dunstable. Dunstable. Anyway, Daily, we're, we're off yeah. on a tangent. We, we are. We're, we are. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're just kind of jamming. We're riffing. And like yeah. all great jammers and great riffers, they don't always work. So we, we, we put down the instruments and um, we walk out of the rehearsal studio. What have you got for us, Deals? I've taken it to the streets asking people the all important question who is your perfect pop star? Here's what happened Megan Trainer. Who's Megan Trainers? Oh. The one that trainer, <laughs> the one that sings all about the bass and. Megan Training. Trainer. Trina. Who? Megan Trainer. Never heard of a love. Elvis was a real gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, he was. To anyone who's nice to his mum, like Elvis or Tupac, they're all nice to their mum. <laughs> Elvis and Tupac in the same sentence. You're a genius. Thanks. For, thanks very much. All right, bro. How are you, boss? I'm fine, thank you. How lovely, you? yeah, lovely bus. Um, sir, who is the perfect pop star as far as you're concerned? Yeah, I think Michael Jackson was the pop star. Michael Jackson, the perfect pop star? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the king of pop. How about you get off this bus, you leave your passengers, yeah. and we do the moonwalk together? <laughs> no, I can't come do on, that. Come on, come no. on. No, I'm not, good. I'm, not in a, I'm not in a right uniform to do the moonwalk. <laughs> What's your name, by the way? Tavrez. Great to meet you, Tavrez. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Just got off the bus. Welcome to Dunstable. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, the perfect pop star. Perfect pop star. Mm. Um, oh God, Robbie, Robbie uh, Williams. Madam, let's get the Nigerian perspective. Who is for you the perfect pop star? Somebody who is universally loved in Nigeria, in Australia, in Poland, in Russia, in England. Wizkid. Who? Wizkid. Who's Wizkid? He's an Afrobeats um, oh. pop star, yeah. Can you sing one of his songs? <laughs> feeling my superstar, feeling my superstar, feeling my superstar, feeling my superstar, yeah. The lyrics in that are very, very technical, aren't they? Yeah. That's a great Nigerian perspective, thank you. Thank you. Who is the perfect pop star? Why? Are there any perfect pop stars? Oh, there are. Are there? Yes. So who's your favourite? The question's to you, madam, not me. Ah, <laughs> oh, but you're saying that there are perfect, so therefore you have an opinion. I asked the questions on the street. <laughs> madam, who is the perfect pop star? Get on with it. There isn't one. No one's perfect, are they, including pop stars? Why should they be exempt? Oh, you two are miserable. Go on. <laughs> on your way. <laughs> How the hell have you never heard of Meghan Trainor? Uh, well, boss, to be fair, I kind of have, but I was you just winding the game. him up. You were winding the game. Yeah, yeah, for you, yeah. You, were teasing, yeah. you were teasing the kids of Kirsten Dunstable. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Why got not? Te- got ten se- have you ever had that before where they've, they've thrown the question back at you? That's incredible uh, behaviour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's not ha- following what's expected of them. It, it, it's happened once or twice, and I have to throw it back and say, listen, listen, you play the game, OK? Yeah, I really ask the questions, you answer, all right? Makes, it just makes me puke, mate. <laughs> really, it really does make me feel absolutely nauseous when something like that happens. It, well, it, it, it's, it's just so out of the norm. It's not what we're expecting. It's happened to you a few times as well. And again, you have to be stern. You have to say, listen, yeah. listen, that's not how it works. Don't show weakness, Justin. Yeah, I won't. I won't, boss. What's on your show tomorrow morning, please? 
we've got Judy Collins on the show oh, tomorrow. I'm deep myself um, and deeply envious. She wow. is a folk legend, and also get this, guys, Ray Davis from the Kinks oh. in 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 the geezer's chair, the all new geezer's chair, the all new geezer's chair um, being sat in by Mr. Raymond Douglas Davis. Ooh. Justin, excellent stuff, mate. Thank you. Have a good one tomorrow. And you take care, mate. Ta 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 ta. Cass, anything? It was kind of, yeah. That was good. We've had a really nice text from Brian saying how much he enjoys the show and he's a particular fan of Lee Majors. Oh, stop being such a bum lick, Brian, for cry, crying out loud. It's embarrassing. It's embar- you're embarrassing yourself. You've just you've just embarrassed yourself. Hang on a second. David, we've, oh, he's gone. Oh, sorry, hang on. Just whack him straight through. Just whack him straight Here through. Here we go. Four, hang on. Wait. Here we go. Hang on a second. He's, uh, we've got literally seconds to go. Yes, David? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I know you are. Why? Why? <laughs> hey, rename the show Thunsville. Thunsville. The next three hours. Say that again. Rename the show Thunderbird. Anything could happen in the next three hours. Well, in the next three hours, you're going to get um, the big question. Then you're going to have yeah, a couple of other stories. I then mean, you're going to have the consumer anyway, hour. Yeah. Anyway, perfect pop star. I'll be Elvis every time. Elvis Presley. What part of what makes him so perfect is he died at a comparatively young age. How old was Elvis when he died? There's a question for you. Thirty-six or thirty-six? Spring. He must have been older. I think older he was forty, too. was he? He was. Oh, didn't, didn't reach forty. Oh. A bit like Elvis. This show has petered out and died at the end. These things happen. Catherine, I'll be back tomorrow at midday. David said anything can happen in the next three hours. It literally could. Could kick off. Who knows? Who knows? JBS is up next. Oi! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things are looking much better on the M40 southbound. Those delays at Junction 5 for Stoke and Church are now really starting to clear up. The A40 London Road eastbound is slow around Hatters Lane. A4 and 4, uh, A404 rather, Marlow Hill. We've got delays between the A40 and Marlow Road. Breakspear Way slow around Leverstock Greenway. The A507 is partially blocked in both directions. There's been an accident just before the causeway. That's having a knock-on effect to the A6 Bedford Road southbound. Delays at the junction for the A507 and the A1 southbound is slow from the Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Paula, thank you very much indeed. That's it, guys. That's your lot. There'll be a new podcast up very, very shortly. You can get it by going to the 3CR website. No, I don't know either. Probably easier if you go and get it on iTunes. Uh, type in Ian Lee, BBC. Wee! Home run. I'm off for a bacon sandwich. Back tomorrow at midday. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. We've made it. It's nine o'clock and on the big phone-in. Do you understand why some people don't like driving on the motorway? The AA has published a survey today showing that half the drivers in Britain are afraid of driving on the motorway. The results show women are more nervous than men and the root of the problem may be that we're not taught how to handle big roads like the M1 when we're learner drivers. 
Well, later this year, the government will publish a green paper asking whether learners should be allowed on motorways. Well, I want to hear from you this morning. Do you understand why some people don't like driving on the motorway? Pick up the phone, come on and share your thoughts, your stories on 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Wickham mum describes watching TV documentary about terrorist son going to be sentenced for killing Hertfordshire millionaire and Talk Talk customers urge, urged to change their passwords. BBC Three Counties Radio. The High Wickham family of a young man who died fighting for terror group Al-Shabaab say they're still coming to terms with his death. The story of Thomas Evans who converted to Islam at the age of 19 was told on Channel 4 last night. His mother Sally told BBC Three Counties that watching the programme didn't make it easier to understand. I've seen it now four times and it gets harder to watch each time. Seeing the pictures of him as a little boy that I find the hardest than a young lad. I miss my son Thomas desperately. But Hakeem, no, I have to be honest, but I think it's best that he's no longer with us because of what he's become. A gang of robbers will be sentenced today for killing a Hertfordshire millionaire in his own home. 41-year-old Milton Papadopoulos was found dead at his house in Potter's Bar in October last year. One member of the gang, who are all Polish nationals, was found guilty of murder, two others guilty of manslaughter. The three will be sentenced at the Old Bailey. The director of an American-style summer camp in Hertfordshire, who's accused of making indecent images of children, is due to appear in court today. 25-year-old Ben Lewis from Boreham Wood, who ran LL camps in Bushy, has also been charged with child neglect. The camp's co-founder, Tal Landsman from Stevenage, has also been accused of child neglect. Millions of people are waiting to see whether they've been affected by what's been described as a significant and sustained cyber attack on the telecoms company TalkTalk. The company is urging customers to change their passwords and check their bank accounts. Adrian Cully is a former detective from Scotland Yard's Cybercrime Unit. Very late last night, a hacking group has actually posted information claiming responsibility for this attack. Oh. They're claiming to be from uh, Soviet Russia and be a uh, is- Islamic cyber jihadi group and they've they've posted onto pastebin um information that, that appears to be uh, talk talk customer private information a court has been told that a 20-year-old man who was stabbed to death in Luton didn't know he was going to become a father. Jordan Maguire was killed by Jason Nelson, who's starting a life sentence for his murder in 2013. Nelson was extradited back to the UK from Trinidad to face trial and will serve a minimum of 27 years. The judge at Luton Crown Court said Jordan